I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wooden sides. Welcome to this week's edition of the analysis. Everybody's taking a drink. I'd love to see it. I'm gonna take a sip myself. As you can see, we've got a full house this week. But no, no. This ain't Bob Saget's full house. This is the MMA analysis full house. Uh, it's, it's gonna get wild, like what all of the white people thought they were getting with Bob Saget. But then they listened to his comedy routine and it was way different. Uh, that's what you're getting tonight. I'm your host, Brad Tastuk. We got Sean joining us as usual. Sean, let the people know how you're doing. It's exciting times, man. Uh, hockey playoffs about to start. First round is usually wild, so if you're you're into hockey, it's this it's kind of like Christmas because there's uh, there's a lot of chaos that happens in the first round, and there's just so many games on, so it's uh, it's a good time. And my team didn't shit the bed completely this year, so uh, we we might have a chance of of maybe winning a round or two. Right, and I I know that uh, hopes are bleak for for McDavid Hart. But at least we picked up some money on some other, uh, some McDavid Art Ross that, that should come through for us. And, and is it bleak? Why is it bleak? I thought, is it, is it actually bleak? I, I think he's gonna, Not he's happening. gonna, he's gonna be runner up, even though, like oh. it, it's, it should be closer than what it is. And I mean, I, like it, honestly, you could probably buy out for, for a bunch of it, or you could have Who's recently. The, the, guy uh, the American that has scored 60 goals in this year, which which hasn't been done in a, in a very long time. With that guy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. He's a dork. Yeah. And how I'm sure that you have this on record somewhere, but what is the Leafs' record when he doesn't play? Because he's <laughs> he hasn't he's missed a good chunk of games this year, and they have yep. been good. So well, they're a good team. That's why it's it's. It's, I don't know, it's it's always, a, every time it comes up where there's not just a runaway winner, everybody's like, well, what does most valuable mean? Is it just the best player, or is it one that's actually valuable to their team, where if they weren't on the team, then they'd be very much worse? Because, I mean, we we know who, who should be the MVP almost every year, if that's the case, but... Um... It is what it is. It's voter fatigue. He's just too good. He just gets too many awards that they're kind of tired of him being so fucking awesome. It's like Dana White picking performance of the night bonuses. (laughs) Oh, God. Doesn't doesn't necessarily go to the person that it should go to. But uh, I I don't know if that happened last week. I don't remember. But we'll get there. You heard one of our guests already. Aaron, water show. Welcome back. What's up? Yeah, happy to call up. Happy to have you. Um, drinking hard kombucha today, which is I I saw that mimosa, right? Mimosa flavor or something? Yeah, it's uh orange passion mimosa. So I'm gonna try to kick back probably six or seven of these for the boys, and then uh hand out some winners, cook up some units. Yeah, happy to be back. You know what? I I want. I don't know how easy this will be. But when you've had one, 
you can only give a bet that's like plus a hundred or better. If you bet two, you got to go plus two hundred or better. Oh, you yeah, gotta we're keep going. Go we're di- yeah. we're diving into some units this week because I got some uh, I got some to make up this year. So we got some we got some fire looks. The other man that we've got on the line, Lance is missing again this week, missing in action. Um, and and Lance likes to talk about the hogs. So I was like, Lance is missing. Uh, we don't need to get any real analysis. Uh, this this guy doesn't really know what he's talking about. Uh, but this man knows how to talk about some Corys, if you will. Uh, Dan Tom, welcome back to the podcast, sir. Yeah, probably a little too much for my own good. You know, again, I'm, I'm on this show, you know, it shows how much, you know, I care about my career. But, uh, it's awesome to be here. Wow. And I wish I, what are you trying I, to no. say? What are you trying to say? <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. I, I, you know what? I'm not going to lie. You know, you guys are a bad influence. Did you see me and Wes on the timeline? Like two little kids giggling on Christmas Day when Tyson Fury, <laughs> you know, is asking Ngannou about his coy. Like me and Wes are just like, oh my God, did you hear it? Like we just, we, we couldn't be any giddier. It was, I, 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 I'm embarrassed for myself, but it's, you know, it's the part of the club we, we proudly represent. And you guys, you guys hold the flag strong. And I wish I could be going strong like Aaron Water Show because I, I found a pl- plus 600 that I like, which means, that could give me what, like six, six drinks, but yeah. I'm still I'm still oh, working, so it's, so it's coffee. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see where we get. That's that's all right. I I know you're you're up all hours of the night working. Sometimes you know we're we're messaging back and forth, and then I go to bed, and there's a message coming through at like six a.m. my time, like three a.m. your time. Just like Dan, go to fucking bed, man. What are you yep. doing? You already know what's gonna happen in the fight. You don't need to watch more tape. <laughs> I know, man. My, my schedule is all jacked, but uh, you know, again, man, I'm, I'm here to party. There we yeah, go. Awesome. Happy to have you. Um, oh, somebody's dying down the road. I think that's the same <laughs> ambulance. It goes by like like four times a week. Um, somebody's about to kick it down the street from me. You live so. by a lot of boomers. A little boomer. Yeah. Boomer community. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so. Fun. We'll see. We'll see. That's why uh, houses keep going up for sale. They're all <laughs> vacant and run down because somebody died and nobody took care of it. Uh, so that's all right. I'll, I'll take my property value where it's at. <laughs> Not just hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs going on. More importantly than all of that, final week of the NLL regular season. That's that's what everybody's coming for. Um But we got some MMA to talk about. It is most certainly not the season of the MMA playoffs, PFL or otherwise. Uh, we've been getting some, some cards lately from the UFC. Um, not necessarily the best stuff, but at least some of them turn out fun. And I'm very much not one of those. Oh, you can't judge a card on paper. You can absolutely judge a card on paper. A shit card is a shit card, whether or not the fights are fun. I mean, the whole reason we watch this stuff in the first place is because people fighting each other is fun to watch. So the card should be fun. And you can bet on it. (laughs) Um, So minor detail. But last week we had, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the UFC. And then we got a, a half Hawaiian podcast. I think this is the... The first podcast not on BJPen.com that is majority Hawaiian. So uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about the belt. 
cards that happened this weekend too. Fly through all of that and then get on to this weekend's UFC Font versus Vera card. You know, people are, uh, people are crapping on this one, but decent main card. Decent main card. It's horrible. Just, it's just a he- heavy drop off. Heavy drop off. <laughs> horrible prelims. It's an upgrade from last week for sure. I think. Yes. There's a little yeah, bit, absolutely. but it's upgrade. Yeah. But last week ended on a high note. Uh, Jessica Andrade, standing arm triangle. Apparently the first one in UFC history over uh, Amanda Lamo, uh, and she came <laughs> up Lamo in this one. Um, just yeah, Jessica Andrade doing like violence things that she does, Sean. Yeah, I uh, like Hyper Blue. I was a bit disappointed that that we couldn't get the old hog analysis last week for the uh, the, the main event, but um, that's probably why we had to cancel the show. That's we fine. actually we, we, we were gonna get we were, we were gonna get a lot of trouble. We we recorded the show and then YouTube wouldn't post it. Elon buy YouTube so we can post our real breakdowns. All right, love it. Yeah, I mean. Lamos looked decent uh, at, at the start. Um, the strikings, the striking's good. Um, and then Andrade just does things that she can do because she's stronger than everybody except, well, at, at straw weight, pretty much everybody. Um, yeah, standing arm triangle. I guess the other times where it's been used, the guy, the people have fell to the ground, and then I guess it's not a standing arm triangle. But she actually tapped while she was still standing. It's impressive, man. That squeeze. Did the uh, Dan? You might have the memory for this one, but the the Aljo Mizugaki one. Did that start standing, or did he lock that up in a scramble or something like that? I can't. Remember. Uh, it was a. It was, I remember that one because it was a scramble from turtle position, and that's how like okay. I would always try to chase it in the gym. But I will say, uh, shout out to Jessica. It's a very Jessica move. It wasn't in the UFC, but. Didn't Jessica I get Zoila Lafosto with the standing uh, head and arm? Oh yeah, I, I know the one a rare I, the Jessica. One I, I always credit. think of yeah, <laughs> doesn't get too many of those. The one I always think of is uh, Marlon Sandro over. I think it was Matt Jaggers in Sengoku. Wow, that, that's, that's that's the one way, I think. That of. was a um, wow. That's I haven't heard that I, one in a decade. I think that one popped up in my mind because. Uh, there was a video of Jeff Curran, or no, Pat Curran, uh, knocking out Marlon Sandro. And yeah, then I, I started thinking about Marlon Sandro and how that dude was awesome for a while, uh, mm-hmm. and then very not awesome all of a sudden. Um, any thoughts on, on this one, Aaron? Yeah, uh, huge shout out to Jessica, Short King Spring. So she's kind of a short king. I oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. Finishing an arm triangle like that, like standing arm triangle as a short person, it's pretty impressive. Like she's 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 got the low center of gravity, but like getting up there is a little tough. So, shout out to her doing 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 the damn thing for the short kings. See, Sean wouldn't understand this like the rest of us, um, <laughs> and you you guys have both grappled way more than I have. But arm triangle was always my favorite submission yeah. because I've got these like stubby little Sean Shirk T-Rex arms. <laughs> so if I can lock that shit up, like you're, you're not getting out. It's tight. And it's better than a regular triangle. I can't, I can't even wrap my legs around most people whenever I try to throw a triangle. <laughs> got these short little stubby legs. Oh, so. I'm with you. I hear you. 
So yeah, Dude, arm triangles are great too because when it comes to the fat, to, to the fatties, you don't even have to like finish it all the way to get them to go out. It's it's amazing because it's just the, they're so <laughs> thick already. It's like it already does the job for you. You just close it off. I gotta just lock it in, baby. Just get them nice and tired. Let them beat up on you for a little bit, and then get them into that position. Yep, I was gonna say it's a good quitting submission. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that so are that's like way out. <laughs> that that wasn't even I wasn't even squeezing. And you just want to stop, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, I get you. I see it. Um, all right, uh, co-main event we had. Oh, by the way, Lance misses us. Oh, Lance, oh, hey. it is. Um, yeah, he's looking. He's looking a little young there. In that picture. <laughs> That's that's the baseball star in the family. Yeah, this is, uh, nice. He's making sure he, he's going to go into baseball. Wes's kid is going to go into football as a kicker. Mark. I think Kickers that's the. Better. I like that. Yeah, I th- I think that one's good. I'm not sure about baseball. I'm not sure baseball is still. They do get paid in baseball. Years. So they do yeah, for uh, now. That's always nice. <laughs> hey hey, here's Except a good segue there. <laughs> Here's a good segue from Lance. I miss Lance too, but I, it's, uh, you know what I really miss? Uh, Nushan really nailed this trend. Um, I miss Lance betting on wrestlers, even when it, even when he's right, like he is in the co-main event, which we'll get to. I miss Lance betting on wrestlers. What happened? What's going on, guys? It's over. What's the yeah, analysis on you? It's it's a yeah. Sad he always day. just finds some like loophole, and he'll be like, "Yeah, he's not American oh, yeah. or some shit like that." So, yeah, kind of sad. He's got long. He's got long hair, and he bounces around a lot, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. like Clay Rita. Like college, so <laughs> he doesn't make the cut. Clay Guida was probably at one of those like weird Midwest schools that uh, that Lance loves too. I forget where oh, yeah, yeah. he went to college, 100%. but um, didn't work out for him so well on Saturday night. Claudia Puelish, man. Um, I thought it was a fluke, and then he keeps doing it and, and does it some more. And this, like those scrambles and those knee bars, this kid can grapple. This that's fun. Yeah, it seems like he's got a a fairly complete game on the ground. It's it's not just a one trick pony like we we've mm-hmm. seen some leg lock guys. So he he was he was uh, going for stuff though all all the whole time and. Uh, Guida was was looking okay fighting through it until he wasn't, and that was a deep deep knee bar. That was uh, there was no coming back from that. Yeah. And it was like really like quick transitions. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, like sometimes you grab the knee bar and then you can get fucking punched in the face because you're like kind of like trying mm-hmm. to grab it and then you finally lock it in. And you're getting punched in the face all the time. But him, he was fucking in there, cranking and you couldn't really react to it. So yeah, he's looking good. But we'll see. He'll keep moving up, and then it's going to get harder and harder. But he looked good against Guido. But for who he yeah, is, I mean, I mean, these are these are good wins. Oh, big, yeah, big He's pretty young. I just, I, mean, I, I hope he gets a step up, and I'm just terrified that I don't want that step up to be Jim Miller. I'm going to be really fucking upset <laughs> if it's Jim Miller, okay? It is. <laughs> you know, because, cause, cause, you know, yeah, you hit it three times, but, like, knee bar do Bronx, a young do Bronx instead of an old Guida, then, then call me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but no, no, all hate aside, obviously I was on, on Guida. Um, it was like the only bet I missed and I had a winning night, but it would have felt like, I feel like it's a losing night because like every recap of this, like, I feel like the second coming of Christ performed in the co-main event. Like he's a really good grappler and he's definitely more than a one trick pony. Although I still, it's nothing against one trick ponies. Like I fucking love Paul Sass, but like, 
Paul Sass was like Garth. He was all humble about it in the post fight. He's like, oh, I like to play. But like this guy play is just like, you know, it's like you hit the mo- one of the most lowest percentage subs off one of the most lowest percentage places in some of the most technical divisions this guy competes in 155 and 145. And it's great and hats off to him, but don't, don't, don't twist it in and be like, Oh yeah, I don't even practice that shit. Because it's like, even if that, even if it's that, that's true, you're kind of like, you're kind of like, call, you know, calling yourself out in a way like, so wait a minute. You, you, whatever you are practicing, you clearly aren't doing because we still haven't seen like a fucking jab, jab, low kick combo like once in all of his sample size. Like, I haven't seen like a, a competent combination from the kid. His wrestling is so bad that DC was openly laughing at him <laughs> on the last broadcast. So, so everyone's like, he's good at submissions. I'm like, yeah, but we knew that. We, 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 we knew that going in. I knew that betting against the guy that he was good at submissions. So it was really good. I'm obviously, you know, being, being salty here. Uh, but to quote Nushan, my guy up there, um, uh, like we both said about Giga, I'm going to lose a lot of money betting against this guy. And the fucked up part is as much, as much shit as I give Giga, Giga has way more skills, experience, athleticism, uh, well-rounded than this kid Poyez. So I'm hoping that I can, I'm just going to try to shut up and, and water the plant and, and, and make it back on him later. But yeah, I got to give props to him. That was a, it really was a brilliant, um, transition to the knee bar and then the threats he did before was 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 awesome also you gotta call bullshit on him not practicing that because i've seen what somebody who doesn't <laughs> practice a knee bar hitting a knee bar looks yeah. like <clears throat> arian lipsky um yeah and that this was not that this was oh. he knows what he's doing this was well, like, like some juiced up ken shamrock in 94 and pancreas shit Totally. Well, what, didn't one of the tweets that went up on the broadcast, like, I think even before he won by knee bar, it was like Michael Chandler going, oh, this guy's got the the, the meanest knee bars <laughs> yeah. in the gym. I'm like, your teammate just outed you that you have the meanest knee bars in the gym. Like, just fucking take uh, the credit. Like, all right. Yeah, he got snitched on. Nice try. <laughs> Works for me if, if we get a better number. Going there we go. Exactly. Exactly. Keep that same energy, everybody, praising this kid. Keep that same energy when the yep. betting lines come I out, think please. We'll- Dan, you know the MMA gambling community, and you know that's going to happen for sure. I mean, yeah. that they're at half mast and trying to get him to full mast. You know, <laughs> well, I, I, we'll, we'll get to it when we talk about the co-main event of this card. But I want to be like, hey guys, just remember what happened to the last old guy in a co-main event. I know you MMA gamblers. You guys want to, you know, you, you guys love. You get so hard over an old guy fighting. You're like, ooh, the things that could happen to this guy. Bet, bet, bet. Go ahead. Put that Orlovsky mine down for me. Get it under minus 140, please. Uh, the rest of this should be pretty quick. I watched it. Don't remember what happened in this fight, but Macy Barber won a decision, which is good because I had her in a parlay. Um, yeah. Out athletic. She looked good, right? I forgot. I think she looked good. Yeah. She looked, she looked okay. Like, I, I don't know if there's many new wrinkles. It was just right. she's a better athlete. Brute. Like, yeah. like, Delarosa was trying stuff, which probably works on just most girls, and it just didn't work because Barber's a decent athlete. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think it was more just a smart game plan. I, I think Faber and yeah, them were like, "Okay, w- w- where are you good? Okay, you bully people up against the fence. That's your. That's that's all we're gonna do." And that looked kind of like the game plan. And Delarosa was, uh, I think, kind of a good matchup for her, even though she was kind of more technical than her. So I, I probably should have played Barber by decision, but it's probably my bias from like the Maverick. I'm like, I'm not gonna bet this girl. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of what all, all, all it takes at, at that those chicks divisions. Like if you're trying right. and you're that 
you're probably going to win. So yeah, totally. She's, she's obviously like she's really strong and she can get it done on the the ground and pound and she got it done. So she did look good. I think I, I, it was a little late in the night at that point. We had I, that day <laughs> was like Bellator started. Yeah, it was like like ten hours of watching fights, which not complaining about, but I was uh, pretty drunk by that point. The stuff all led in the perfect way to to watch the the fights on Saturday was ignore the UFC prelims because they were awful. <laughs> watch the UFC main card, which was all right. Uh, the UFC main card led right into the Bellator main card, which was actually good. Um, and no. then if you really wanted to be a degenerate, there was the, the Bellator post. <laughs> there was also KSW. Bring it back. That's so Bellator. There was also KSW 69 on Saturday. Yes. So nice. if you're, if you're a real fight fan, you were watching that at like 12 a.m. or like 12 p.m. Jesus. Dude, even when I was there covering the Bellator Hawaii shows, like both times they had like at least five, four or five post limbs. Even me, I was like, I was working the show. I was like, well, it's about time to go dust the trail. I got to do that move like each time. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my theory. I thought everyone would get the fuck out of there. So I started putting unders afterwards. Even Coker didn't even wait till the end to do his interviews and stuff. So like, we already had our interviews in. So we're like, we're fucking getting out of here, man. Yeah. Sorry, Big One John tomorrow. One of the, the great, oh, yeah, them. <laughs> uh, but but one of the uh, the biggest blunders by any promotion ever. Uh, it's not the UFC not doing UFC 209 in Stockton would have mm. been good. But I mean yep. Stockton. Yeah, you're not gonna. How did Glory not do Glory 69 in Nice? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, wow, that's, yeah. Okay, you've had that in your back pocket for a yeah, while. Yeah, he, he's, he was waiting to pull <laughs> that one out for a while. That's only, that's only a couple years old. It's only a couple years old. Yeah, uh, they definitely do. Uh, rhetorical question. What would happen if Monta- Montana De La Rosa and Jillian Robertson fought each other? Have they not? Because they both. I feel like they have. No, I don't think have. so. No, they <laughs> you, definitely right? have. You feel like they fought each other. But uh, both of them get out athleted in every fight where they fight a decent yeah, athlete a and mm. have like the same kind of skill set. It a lot would of grappling, be... a lot of sixty probably position. position. Yeah. But anyway, I, I like that though. That. Yeah, why not? Or, or just match athletes with the athletes. Like you know, give give Dern Barber or Dern Andrade. You know. Yeah, who do you think is the best athlete? Maverick is a, I feel like could play NFL. Like, she's like, she's she's like strong as fuck. And before I never seen her fight, I was like, hey, she has muscles. I'm going to pick her (laughs) in the fight. She's fucking yo. She could definitely bench like 315. Um, She can probably put up more, uh, more reps at the combine than uh, some of these guys that are (laughs) going to get drafted tomorrow. Dude. Um, beautiful stuff next. Beautiful stuff. Two Canadians in a row. Oh. First round guillotines. Just popping dudes' heads off like grapes. Canada is back. No. We won one. We won one in PFL. We won two in the UFC. Randy Fields. Um, I, I think, I think Aaron called dibs on her already. Uh, she yeah. won on the post limbs. 
I mean, it doesn't get any better than this for Canadian MMA, Sean. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of this, uh, mainly because I had the over. Uh, both these guys are tough, don't really get finished, and Jordan just snatched up that neck. Uh, it was kind of a weird thing where uh, Venata got out of it, but then he like reattached it, and then it was just over. It was uh, interesting. Did not see that coming. Man, I thought the over was a good angle there. Oh, mm. man, that's yeah, RIP to that. I will Tough say, though, Jordan. I don't know about you guys. Was this kind of like everyone was talking about uh, either Poyez or Andrade's subs? And they were both good, obviously. But I don't know. I, I kind of like Jordan's the most from the night. I thought it was pretty pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if he got an award finish. for it or not. No, that guy still hasn't gotten a performance <clears throat> award somehow, like for any of his fights, Jordan, which is crazy. That's Whether you like him or wild. not, like the guy brings He's it. In the guy fucking fights. brings it. Yeah. yeah. He's dope, so dude. Yeah. He's fun to watch. He's got a TikTok, which is very entertaining, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, uh, I bet on, uh, Lando, so didn't love the result, but I think, uh, Jordan is pretty serious. Fun fighter, so right. he'll have a good UFC career. And once he got taken down, I was like, that was my angle. I was like, oh, yep. like, I think there's a wrestling advantage for Lando. And he got taken down and got back up and then finished the fight. So props to him. Looked good. I did a uh, a highly successful, critically acclaimed uh, Twitter Spaces for the first time ever, and uh, the one it. point that I didn't, didn't record, record it. You can record them, yeah. yeah you can record them. Um, I didn't because you know what? You don't get these takes uh, unless you you listen in live. Except for this podcast, which is recorded and posted in most places where most people <laughs> listen to things. Um, but I, I said that Lando, he'll always shoot one takedown. It's like he wants to to set the tone, but he is never, ever a dedicated wrestler in any yeah. of his fights. Um, and Jordan's good at getting up, so that's what happened. He got taken down, got up, rocked him. Beautiful choke. Loved it. Uh, Dan, you, you kind of talked about this one already. Anything else to add? Nope, not anything else to add. Beauty. Um, next up. Uh, made a little money on this by catching a early bad line. Got some uh, some bear you uh, plus one thirty when that first came out, and uh, yeah, he choked out Jordan Wright, who is going to be in a lot of entertaining slop fests, and that's going to be his role in the UFC. Good stuff. Is he not going to get cut? You think he's going to be around? He got a win a couple fights ago. Oh, who do you be? Pick Jamie Pickett. Somebody that he should oh, beat Jamie Pickett. Okay, yeah, he, he bought himself some time. He's uh, yeah. but he just keeps getting fucking slaughtered, dude. It's kind of wild. <laughs> and this time he was like trying to people. grapple. Every time he was he trying to grapple, and I was yeah. like, yeah, that buddy, was that was weird. Your uh, your path to victory does not involve grappling. <laughs> it involves hitting the guy that just got knocked out in 15 seconds. Like, what but... do you think is under one and a half is going to be next time? I feel like it should be instead of like minus five hundred every time. It should be. It should be. He's, he's, yeah. He's, uh, yeah. I, I bet. I bet Barrio in inside the distance, and then just hedge nice. some of it with <laughs> yeah. with uh, him round one TKO. Like, yeah, that's yep. right there. That's the pretty simple to bet on those guys' there. fights. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. plan. Just get uh, just bet the unders and mm-hmm. hedge out with the round one because he is dangerous and he's fun to watch yep. for yep. as long as he is. 
Dude, <laughs> laughs. as long as he's conscious. Look at his laugh. Yeah. I mean, I thought jujitsu die with Adolfo Vieira, but who would have thought Canada would be like the country picking up the jujitsu flag? Canada yeah, might be know, back, dude. Reviving it from right? the dead. That's what I'm saying. I don't, saying. Think, so. I don't think so. Back? Holy, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there he is. Brad, look, someone bought me this. I can be you. Nice. Yeah, I've never it? worn one of these before. What do you, you, what do you think? Good, dude. They're beautiful, right? <laughs> How, it feels so good. It's a little comfy. You know, I'd never go the lower V. This is like a, a little bit higher. Someone bought it for me. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I'm not a V guy. But, you know. Yeah. Dude, you should get a lower V. Like, go low. This, this one that I'm v. wearing right it's now. It's like really, uh... really, really stretch her down. Like, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Like this, there we Show a little chest. Hold it. <laughs> You, you go with the lower and you no just hit the bench press all day and mm-hmm. uh, get a little cleave going on there and you know, the ladies. <laughs> yeah. I can go really quick. I got, I, got, I got a jacket back here just, you know, for work meetings. Throw it on. <laughs> Look, I can at do that. That. Look at that. Look at that. Wow. Classy. I can do, I can do That's that. Classy. What a vet. What yeah, is that? You, you've done this See, I've, I've got my yeah, podcast now you're good. set You up look like the Tinder swindler, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this this is the spot where I work the magic throughout yeah, the day. I, I didn't feel like going downstairs where I normally do it. Except at the work on my work calls, you get the blur in the background, so you don't see this whole bit. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's tremendous. Thank you. Oh, that looks like such a humanizes you. Huh? Let's go. Did, Lance, did you look like such a good a couple of those to get them to bed? Yeah. Well, usually I don't wear it with a uh, a t-shirt, uh, but you know, it's where the magic happens. Let me casual for the podcast. I do the same thing, Lance. When I'm facing this way, it's podcast season, and then when I'm facing mm. this way, it's work season. Yeah. Well, we we use Microsoft Teams, so it's always like that blur. So you literally can't see anything besides like the person. Yeah, which is a it's lot tremendous. better because this background isn't work professional uh, in my made up office in my. <laughs> Um, do we want to talk about any of the, uh, the prelims? I mean, there were a bunch of finishes. A bunch of them were fun. None of them meant anything. No, I don't remember. We talked enough I mean, about this already. Mike Jackson winning by DQ, uh, switched some things yeah, up in Toutmaster, really that's for yeah. sure. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I went with the wrong one. I went with the, the fight that got canceled instead of the, the other, ah, uh, brutal. Oh, the Sherman, the you think Sherman he's going to get another fight? Or no, no shot. Who? Hey, Jackson? Jackson? Yeah, probably oh, yeah. 2025. Yeah. 2025. Two years from now. Hey, Jackson. They should find another cameraman and just let them fucking go at it, dude. Yeah. Like, there's got to be another camera. Or there's actually a dude that filmed. Casey. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone tossed that out. Let fucking yeah. go, dude. He's horrible. He's so it bad. also, <laughs> He's the lack bad. of power displayed with all the, like, he got hit on clean like seventy five times and he was like completely <laughs> fine. Like the other guy should probably retire. Who was that? Dean yeah. Barry? Like Well <laughs> it was even worse because like he was completely fine, but every time he got hit, he was looking for a reason to not be completely fine. Yeah. Like if any one of those rocked him at all, he would have been like, Nope, I'm good, I'm done. I'm just gonna go write something. There was some quit there, for sure. Yep. <laughs> That was all time. That was a little embarrassing, but, you know. I heard one thing on the prelims I found funny is it was, I forget who it was. I think it was on the, in the, remember when they cut to the, um, it was Rashad, I think, and a couple people in the studio, which was like even worse than normal. And I think it was Rashad who said, like, can Ike Villanueva stop the hype of Tyson Pedro? (laughs) (laughs) The hype? (laughs) The guy hasn't fought in four years. 
four yep. years. Yeah. Man, that that in between, like I thought about just climbing to the top of my roof and jumping instead of watching that <laughs> the analyst on there. I forget even who it was. Rashad. And then I forget who else is on there, but it was so bad. Like next, you pay bad. way too much attention to the UFC broadcast in between fights. I, yeah, he's uh, got multi TV. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you would think a on TVs on a here. Saturday, Classic you, you got to get something going between fights. Like for as much tape study as I do, like I barely watch. I'm I'm like learning what happened through you guys right now. Like I I I barely watch fights anymore these days because I'm so busy like having to work and do my my work beforehand. By the time they come around, I'm like I've got stuff to do. I've got like a house to take care of, a girlfriend. So I'm like walking around doing stuff, and I, I look over and I just see like Mike Jackson on the floor. I'm like, come on, man. Even with all the fouls going on in MMA and how bad the level was, and me not like being invested, even I'm surprised. Like, what the f- is going on here? Like, how bad is this? There's been some yeah. weird shit going on. That was such a quit job, too. Did you see as soon as they called the DQ, like his eye was fine? What? Like, oh, okay. For for as quitty as that was, like, there's a couple people that probably should quit too and could have got dubs. I forget who they were, but I remember being mad in the moment that they didn't like milk whatever their injuries were. <laughs> like, dude, just milk your fucking injury. You could get the dub here. Yeah, you, you gotta play it up a little bit for sure. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, all right, fight IQ, right? Well, well, fight IQ is in the toilet right now <laughs> across Tough all goal. organizations. Uh, we're real quick gonna talk about the, the fights in Hawaii because Yancey Medeiros won. Um, there was, was a good. horrible stoppage. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Danny Sabatello is like the final form of Colby Covington. Love that guy. And... <laughs> I love that guy. Love that guy. <laughs> Did you see him tweet? Is that him or was that like a parody account? That was him. I, no, that's, that's him. That's a great him. first yeah. tweet. If it's a parody count, that's going to make me really sad because that was a fire first tweet. It was him because, like, Scott Coker I saw was the one that, like, retweeted it or something or <laughs> something on there. Like, it was tremendous. Coker has no clue. He doesn't know how to log on to Twitter, but it's probably one of his interns. <laughs> so good. Mexico! Sorry, that's Bjorn. That's Bjorn. Close enough. Thanks. Um, yeah, the, the Bellator card on Saturday... The main card, I didn't watch any of the prelims. Um, it looks like there was human sacrifice hour, uh, as it normally would be. Uh, main card was fun though. You know, Yancey got a win. Gooch. He was a big underdog Gooch. too. I think Yancey was he like, was, yeah. He was like plus 300. Yeah. I lost some bets. I don't even remember what bets I lost. Manny Sanchez is pretty good. Like that's a pretty good W. I don't, I think it was definitely yeah. biased as fuck scorecards, but I mean, I'll take the dub. I didn't think it was, it was that close. bad. It wasn't out of, I mean, he definitely had a the lot one, of damage. The one was, it, it probably shouldn't have been 3-0, I think. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I heard that, I was a little confused, but he, I mean, getting that dub is huge for him. He was, he puts on fun fights. Like, that's yeah. a good, good get for Bellator. That's Bell what he Bell, does. So. Lance, you, you lost a bet on, uh, Juan Archuleta. Would, would you mm-hmm. consider that a, a good value bet? No, there's no value in a loser. I've been, yeah. <laughs> That's what a wise man has always said. Dude, I, I love when people are like, you play like a plus 300 dog and they lose or get knocked out and you're like, I would play that nine out of ten times. It's like, why well, play it zero out of ten times because it fucking lost. Like, I, I mean, love when people you, say that shit. You may have said that after the, the Burns, uh, goat <laughs> fight recently. But, but that was me losing. I say it Not, all the time. I would, I would say, <laughs> I would bet that again, knowing I would still lose, but um, I would just do it, you know, because it's smart. me. Smart. Yeah. 
completely opposite yeah. of what what they're saying. I, I lost yeah. on uh, yeah. Horiguchi, which that mixed fella, mm. that is one boring man. Band yeah. band body mm. triangles. Jeez. I hate those. I mean, when when Damian Maya did them, I didn't really care. But when these dudes are doing them, I'm getting like a little upset. I'm like, <laughs> like these guys fucking fight. Well, it's the fact that like when they do like in this one, like he in the first round he did a little bit, but like he wasn't trying to do anything. Yeah. Like he was literally trying to hold on and I don't know, that sucked. That was horrible. I'm a, I'm a shot clock on the body triangle kind of guy. I understand you have to work for it, but uh, if you're not doing it if you're not doing anything dope, then stand it up. Like fuck it. If, if they can have a shot clock in NCAA college lacrosse, they can put a shot clock <laughs> on the body triangle. Well, right? do you notice like nobody can finish from that position anymore? Like everyone gets well, the back and just holds it. Well, the, no the body lock finish is like twenty percent rate. Yeah, well, as soon as they let go of the body lock and they just keep the hooks in regular, like they usually get the finish. The body lock is just a safe way of winning rounds now. Yeah, then the other guy just fucking plays hands the whole time. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's all it is. Like they, every, most people are good enough to to play hands and and be yeah. able to stop the rear naked, and there's nothing you really get <laughs> yeah. other than that. So it's so. Just hey guys, hey guys, by the way. Thick Willie is undefeated in, in MMA. If MMA has a shot clock, I'm just saying. Like, you're gonna tell that guy <laughs> yeah. when to explode. He's good. He's good. That's true, he knows what's dude. coming. Yeah, just saying. That's the MMA. I um, want. Anybody want to add anything about either of the Bellator cards? Um, no. Limule no. really let me down. Honestly, that was kind of sus. It definitely, she uh, looked like she. Cared more about her walkout than the actual fight, which was, I mean, Justine Kish sucks. Couldn't yeah. take her down. And <laughs> I had a lot of money, going into lot of money right on that, so obviously I'm bitter, but I mean, I thought she looked awful. So Kish shit her uh, pants in the middle yeah, of the fight. Yeah, she literally shit her pants. <laughs> she, literally got, she literally shit herself and then cut, lost what? She lost like three straight in the UFC, goes to Bellator, and she beats the former champ. <laughs> I don't think you, I don't think you can have like a ritualistic like walkout. No. And lose. Like you have to no. win. Well, that's not a good look. I was barely paying yeah, attention yeah. to the fight, but like all I was thinking is like you can't come out like that and then get you your did. ass. Like, it you was can't awful. Do that. You gotta get either like you gotta still like dominate the fight. Everyone was, Dude, I think just give, give me chance. I think Kish was injured too because she was saying like she barely made it <laughs> to this camp and like this and that like it was like a total like 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 feed the beast spot like I was yeah. like oh wow I'm like was if, if this wasn't so juiced up I would play Alima Lay straight in this spot if she wasn't I, I legitimately thought about good playing thing I, straight I had right, her in like, like I had her in like twenty parlays and I just got <laughs> fucking dumped on all I'll say about oh, that was is that uh I will say that I, I was glad to be on the. The, the the right end of a bad woman's beat with Carmouche, but I will say that even though I cashed that bet, I didn't I didn't I didn't like the stoppage for what it's worth, but I'll take it. I'll, I'll fucking yeah, we'll take did. it. We'll take that all day. Nobody baby. did. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Sexist. It was sexist. It was, is what it was. Lance didn't know there was two fight cards. He just thought there was one Bellator Hawaii <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, Lance was fight odds. They had so, it all mixed together. That's why I thought it. Yeah, in our group chat, Lance was like, "I'm betting on Archuleta and and Horiguchi tonight," and we're like, "No, no you said he was trying lose, not right? to. You said he was trying not to <laughs> oh, bet those guys, go. and you I were like, well, that's easy because they fight gut. tomorrow, so I don't think you're gonna you have to worry about that.'" And I still bet it, and I fucking lost. <laughs> Archuleta did look dope though for those until great. Good rounds, and then he, he got fucking. And then he got kicked in the head. He was yeah. definitely gonna win if they get that fucking that one sequence. <laughs> Hey, hey, last thing on that I stoppage. I love betting on guys. 
Hey, hey, last thing on that stoppage. How much would, would WMMA be better for you guys? Because I know you guys like you know are pretty vocal about your thoughts about it. Would it be better uh, for you guys if they established a rule to where no matter division, if any woman gets another woman in the crucifix, a wild Mike Beltran is allowed to hop the cage <laughs> and call the fight, and you got to fucking deal with it. Doesn't matter how that much damage be, is going on. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're up on the cards. If you can establish a crucifix, fucking Mike Beltran will come in like Edge. Like it's 1998 through the crowd. He's gonna hop the cage. It was it's fun like seeing people debate the the stoppage on Twitter because like everyone that bet on Caramouche, and there were like a fair amount of people that did because like it started yeah. steaming down. I think he closes like a mm-hmm. fa- or yeah. he closes like uh, yeah. I think even with her. Really and even, yeah. People were just like, yeah, that was a good stuff. I was in it. <laughs> it was a fucking awful stoppage. <laughs> I mean, the chick was she just like. She just like didn't she's defend herself. The it clock. wasn't like hard enough yeah. strikes. She was like, all right, yeah, whatever. She was just running out the clock. There wasn't much. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, like, I'll like, save some energy and just lay here. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the weird thing, like we were just talking about the body triangle. If she had a body triangle, she was landing punches that were exactly yeah. as hard as those ones. The fight yeah. just goes to the end of the round. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, Beltran, what a guy. My high school wrestling coach was uh, also a ref at Bellator, so I was trying to trying to hit him up and see if he could get me some uh, early stoppages on Saturday, but <laughs> he never What a dick. We actually, there's a, a little uh, betting chat, like UFC MMA betting chat that we've got, and uh, we, we tried to parlay the three unders in the post limbs of Bellator. <laughs> we got two hit. for three, and then it was Canadian. A good oh no, he's not Canadian. I think he's from Michigan or something. Jordan Winsky. Jordan, I'm gonna Winsky. That's that's a Lance nickname right there. That's, that's a Lance special. Yeah, that's he loves that dude. Cameron um, or else fought on the card and lost <laughs> again. I, I'm not sure he fought. He was on the card, but yeah, uh, I, I bet on him. So of course, oh, if no. I had to. Yeah, that last life right. he had the fucking back mount or back fucking triangle. And he yep. didn't yeah, didn't even try and finish. No, but I swear, you know, no one knows how to finish that position anymore. So. That Mongolian guy is a wrestler, so you're kind of staying true to the gimmick at least. Whoa, Dan. Wrestlers. <laughs> Dan, I would expect this from anyone else, not from you. Inner Mongolian. Come on. <laughs> Come on. What the preferred nomenclature. Sorry, I had to go with the preferred nomenclature. I've, I've, always, <laughs> I've always been true to the same wrestling thing. It's always been American wrestlers only. You ever heard uh, me found in Russians? Like, am I betting? Have I ever seen me bet Russian wrestlers? No, it's American rest D one American wrestlers. Folks, I just feel like you're betting against. I, I understand that, but I don't think you bet. You didn't bet for wrestlers in the past that weren't those guys, but you also didn't bet against them, I feel like, oh, and now you're I betting did. against them. Russians? Well, no, no, Russians don't count. We're just talking but about... But like a cool Guida. You bet yeah. against Guida. I won. Yeah. <laughs> See? You don't care anymore. Where are your He's American, <laughs> he's a wrestler, and you bet against was, him. I'm just saying, D- you, you never used to D1? go that far. He was a D1 <laughs> wrestler. That is true. He was a D1 <laughs> Does he have the Lance tat? is correct. He, got... he wasn't D one. Does he have the USA Wrestling tab? I don't think. so. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you're never going to bet against Cody Durden? Cody Durden. <laughs> Would you get that tat, Lance, just for funsies? Uh, I was. I so it was the the I was when I was in high school. They had like the national stuff. I was technically 
like on the USA wrestling because they had it. You know how it goes all the way down through high school, right. you go on the nationals. So I could have technically got it. You could get like a really there. small one on like your fucking <laughs> your tricep. My ankles, like just like around your nipple or something. That my my lowest moment in high school wrestling is when I lost to a guy that had a barbed wire tattoo on his ankle. That was the low point. That, I was going to say, is that John Fitch? That was the low point. He was he was really good, and I just thought he. I think I overlooked him because I was like, this dude's got a fucking barbed wire tattoo on his ankle. Like, what is this man going to do to me? <laughs> those those dudes are usually pretty good, actually. The randos with the the tattoos in high school. Yeah, but the bar, yeah, tattoo guys is like not a lot of people like in high school have tattoos like in the rest yeah. of the stuff like that. So when you usually see a guy like he got a big tat in his arm or something, you're like, oh, that guy's a badass. But a little barbed wire tat in his ankle that was like negative points. Yeah, bar a little butterfly True. on the lower back, <laughs> a little tramp like the, the gray Maynard tramp <laughs> in high school. Um, our esteemed listener, Doctor Endine. He pointed out what we all overlooked was the worst fake illegal blow in MMA history. The dude got hit like an inch above his knee and was like, no, dude, I'm Johnny Sins. That shit hangs down to my my knee. That that hit me in the dick. That was a a subtle flex by him. What What fight was that? Um, it was like an early Franca. Oh, I don't know who it was. Some was the, guy's, the guy's name was Franca, I think. Hermes Franca? I thought he was died it, or something. No. Was it no, Friday? No. I forget. You know what it reminded me of, guys? Forgive my boomer ass reference. <laughs> it was, uh, no, I think it was, I think it was Bellator, right? But it reminded me of the, this old Adam Sandler skit, I'm So Wasted. I know it's a really fucking <laughs> yeah. boomer ass. Right? But like, the guy's like, I'm so wasted. And the guy's like, it, you were drinking old duels, not alcoholic. He's like, oh, well, it must be the weed you gave me, man. It's this weed. It's so fucked up. It's like, yeah, those were pencil shavings. Oh, and then it must be the mush. And it, like, it's this whole skit. And like, that's what I felt oh, like. Yeah. The guy, the referee, like, that was the whole conversation. Like, it was on repeat. You, you didn't get hit in the balls. <laughs> I used to watch, I watched SNL like re- religiously for like, Ever like fifteen years probably. It's funny. I, I was actually thinking of an old skit the other day. Someone like I saw flipping through Hulu and I saw Burn Notice. Do you remember the SNL yeah. skit about Burn Notice? It's one of the low key best SNL skits they ever had. It was it was about a game show and the game yep. show was called What Is Burn Notice? They're like <laughs> New York Times calls it a lot of fun. This is <laughs> They're like tell me anything about the show Burn Notice. It's the number seventh ranked show in the world. Tell me anything about it. <laughs> it's such a good skit. I remember that. If you haven't seen that, watch it. All right. We gave you 45 minutes of absolute bullshit. Here um, comes some more. And now we're going to get into UFC Fight Night 864. Rob Font, Marlon Vera, good main event, decent main card. Shit prelims, and we're going to start off on those prelims in the flyweight division. Hold on, hold on, real quick. I have to go last. Yeah. Like, after you. Oh. I haven't even yeah, yeah. card yet. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's good. That's normal. <laughs> yeah. You better hurry up, though, because some of these early. early. His, uh, his Twitter is followed by the, the Bellator main account, so that actually might be him. It yeah, is him. Just an FYI. Yeah. I think he's a good yeah, follow. That, that one's real. Follow. 
Who are I, these? I think people? you're you gotta you're too deep in the conspiracy theories. It's him. You just gotta accept it. Some things you gotta take it. Well, this is a fire tweet. Like it could be if it was. I mean, I could see someone being trying to be funny about it. I'm gonna retweet it. Fire tweet. Five division. We have the debuting Japanese sensation Tetsuro Taira taking on Carlos Candlestick. This Japanese guy is uh, minus 200, minus 230, minus 250, minus 260. Uh, Sean, questions? I, uh, I I don't have much here. Uh, I obviously I haven't seen the, the Japanese fellow uh, fight, but he has only fought in Japan. He is undefeated, but that is a bit of a red flag. Uh the candelabra is is not very good, but uh, at those odds, I'll I'll pick him in Tout Master, and I'm I'm sure he's this is going to be a great fight. <laughs> Aaron, I feel like you got some takes here. Yeah, no, I got the Japanese guy for sure. This guy's a stud. I think. Oh, I'm seeing a lot of people taking the other side, and I understand it. I understand all the narratives. These Asian fighters, they come over, they kind of look like shit or whatever, but. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just not high on con, what's his name? Candy, candy stick or whatever. He's not, he's he's, he's a candy man. He's not that good. I mean, I think they're looking to set up this guy to look good against someone that is not that good. So he's, uh, the UFC could use a Japanese fighter. This guy, I watched him. He looks pretty solid. He's got good submissions. Like they're like actual tricky submissions that people would have trouble with and stuff like that. And he's, like, good on his feet. He looks pretty well-rounded. He hasn't fought anyone, like, super dope, obviously, because he's only on the Japanese regional scene. But um, a few of the guys that he fought have, like, 40 fights. And all of the dudes that he's beat have, I think, winning records, recently at least. So uh, I think, yeah, obviously the odds are a little steep. But I think he's actually a pretty solid fighter, so I'm going to pick him. <clears throat> all right, Dan... If you don't call Aaron out, I'm going to because he said he hasn't fought anybody dope. He has. Three fights ago, three fights ago, he fought the legend Yoshira Maeda, <laughs> former uh, yeah, WEC title yeah. challenger that's, that's in, I think, what was my number one WEC fight of all time when we did our top five show, uh, Yoshira Maeda and Miguel yeah. Torres. And he beat him. Uh, so, but that that fight was like 15 years ago, yes. and he fought him last year. So a little, little different, a little different. Uh, any any thoughts on this fight, Dan? <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird. I, I got the UFC bio sheets, and like it's hard to even get these these days. And when I do get them, they're like not even up to date because it, I don't even know if we're having as many pullouts as like the first year of the pandemic per se. But there's still enough of them, and it's still, like, crazy. I feel like they're just burnt out, and they send, like, half the bios. So, like, Tatsuro's not even on here. So I was like, well, did he take the fight on short notice? They're like, no. It looks like they were both scheduled to fight each other. Um, and I went and looked at Condelario on the grading the winners. And, uh, you know, for, from my write-up, it sounds like it was, like, a close competitive fight. But, like, there are so many other fights where, like, you could have, you know, uh, justified the loser getting a contract before this guy. So I think it's like mixed with that fact too. If you go back and watch the fight, and I write this in my my rating the winners write up because I can't remember these fights even though I cover them. Dunbar's number, <laughs> but like the, the commentary it was one of those things where the commentary was kind of being biased. And if you actually look at scoring criteria, like 
it, it wasn't a robbery by any chance. Um, and, uh, I don't know this guy, this guy's a Southpaw. Um, we'll, we'll see what he can do, but, uh, I, I guess I'll lean toward the favorite, but I gotta, I gotta look into this fight. I don't know anything about my Japanese brethren here. Uh, I know that bad Asian. So there's a couple things that are concerning me about, uh, Tetsuro Taira here. Uh, one <laughs> is I've been watching MMA for a long time. And whenever an undefeated Japanese fighter comes over to the UFC, <laughs> he always looks like absolute dog shit. Uh, mm. So I already bet on Candelabra because of that. Um, I, I saw his contender series fight. I don't think I've seen any of his other fights. He was competitive with Victor Altamoreno. I think that's the, the dude that he fought on contender series who's mm-hmm. like, all right, he belongs in the UFC. Um, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of crazy wins outside of that. The other thing is he's got multiple wins on his record where it says he won by ground punch. <laughs> Singular. One. Deadly. One, one, deadly. Hammer, dude. <laughs> one ground punch. Um, so that's, that's because he's been fighting in Shudo and Shudo's got the same rules that they had in like, 1986 when they invented <laughs> amateur MMA. Um, so that doesn't count. So I, I've got a little bet on Candelabra at, at plus 250 here. Lance, what say you? I don't know. Who the fuck are these people? <laughs> exactly. So this is the dude who lost his fight and it wasn't that good of a fight and then he got a contract. Is that right? Is it this no, guy? he lost. His fight was all right. No, he lost. Yeah, I mean, he so lost he and then he got a contract, right? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, I don't know. No, he, he Well, he got a contract because everyone wants to fight. I mean, yes, uh, that's why he got a contract. contract. What was the fight yeah. last season where the guy lost and got a contract, and they gave both guys the contract? Not this one. Oh, you expect me to remember that? This one? Oh, okay, maybe it wasn't this one. I, thought oh, I don't know. I, I don't think he got signed right away, did he? Well, he had another fight, but yeah, I thought he did. But yeah, if you look at uh, his record, he he fought since since then. So because he won his he won his first contender series fight, right. then retired because they didn't give him a contract. Then he came back like three years later. And yeah, then he lost. his last yeah his he last lost. fight he lost on contender series. Yeah, well, it, and that's how you get a UFC contract, which is, is. my fight. Uh, now he's my, going uh, against uh, the Japanese. He got a contract, so I don't know. That's weird. All right, yeah. got so a maybe they lost on Contender Series. Well, I watched it thought he won. I watched so. it and it looked like he won that fight. So yeah, so, yeah. I'm uh, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet this fight. I'll take the uh, the Japanese fella. Let's go. You know, you know, <laughs> you said to go with you last, but I feel like you're gonna have the best take on the next fight. Women's flyweight division: Gina Mazzani and Shanna Young. Um, banger, right? Banger. banger. I've never even heard of Shana Young. Is she new? That's that's the <laughs> sh- that's the animal. Don't you don't you know? Nope. These ladies are combined two and eight in in the <laughs> UFC slash Contender Series. That's- you have. Uh- I'm, did you have to add Contender Series to get another win or two in there? <laughs> no, nope. no, it was a loss. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's uh this is this is something. Uh Mazzani probably gets takedowns. Uh Shannon Young's been taken down multiple times by everyone she's fought in the UFC and contender series, so but I don't want money on Gina Mazzani, even if she is below a, a two to one favorite. 
I put bets on almost every fight because I've got like full card parlays and all sorts of weird shit that I do. I don't even know what to do in this one, Aaron. Um, I am I'm, I'm gonna take the under in this fight. Ooh, hot take. Okay. I don't know if that's a hot take. I mean, both these chicks suck, but they're like Gina has a wrestling advantage, and or what's her name, Shauna, the Shaunamal, has uh like pretty much like half the time she she faces anyone who's decent at grappling, she gets submitted. So it's plus money. Um, Gina's a quitter. I think we've seen her quit in a lot of her fights. So if she's starting to get beat up, I think she'll quit. And yeah, I think I'm going to take the under in that. So <clears throat> I think Damn, it's worth any, a poke because I'm going to get a little degen this weekend. Tomorrow is the Let's NFL go. draft. I expect to have tons of units to to burn. So this is one of my degen plays. But I think it's a decent look. I mean, both of them. Like, I, look at look at Mazzani's last like few flights. I think yeah. they're. I, I I hit a a bomb on. Uh, Catch a beating TKO yeah. parlayed oh, yeah. with Iago sub. And oh, that yeah. was after she was like, Mazzani just nice. quit. And like, lived and she was one, owning that fight. Two, three, four. Her last five fights have ended in there you go. inside the distance. Plus 155 is so. out there for the under two and a half. Yeah. I'm that is uh, not two for, and a half not under? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take them under, dude. That's good. Yeah. I think it's a decent uh, Dan, and anything you're eyeing up in this spot? Dude, maybe the under now. I was gonna avoid this trash, <laughs> trash pile. No offense to these ladies. Um, I, I, I can't remember who Lance picked, but I was just looking at um, the the girl that's not Mazzani's uh, bio. And uh, even though she's mainly like striking and karate, uh, is is her style from what I remember visually. And it says, and that's actually her background. So she did wrestle in the first all USA women's wrestling team at King College, whatever that means. So. You I don't think King College. I think that's in Pennsylvania. But but, but honestly, I think the small cage is going to make a make a clinch heavy fest. And Mizani's uh pretty strong. She 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 she's pretty big girl. She used to fight at like one forty five. So I think she's going to get to her game. I'll I'll pick Mizani. Um, but no, no play unless I jump on that under like Aaron. That was nice. Don't be body shaming, big girl. No, I'm saying the bad way. I'm saying it's good. Like she's going to twenty twenty two. We can't we can't be body shaming. She's young, dude. I mean, honestly, I love Gina. I got love uh, for Gina. I'm I'm on uh, I'm on the Shanimals Tapology page right now, and there ain't no body shame in that. I wish I, wish I had. Jacked, I wish I had dude. those abs. Yeah, look at this. Got, that's that's a six pack. Good for her. Yeah, um, he's got a very flattering Tapology page. I think someone should go on the Tapology page and make like a top ten like worst picks and best picks. There's some there's some really bad ones, but there's some really funny. Uh, again, to be fair, Mr. Mr. Finland is number one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Well, see, that's what I love about this podcast. Because again, you know, if anybody wants to give you guys crap for the WMMA takes, it's like you guys aren't sitting here objectifying the women. We objectify the men. That's what we do here. You know, <laughs> yeah. If you listen to this podcast, you guys are way more harder than the, on the dudes. If you really think about harder it, than like, yeah, yeah, that too, lads. That too. That too. That too. Yeah. Just rock hard over here looking at thick willy picks all day. That's right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> really How could you not be? Study. How could you not be? Um, uh, yeah. I'll probably take that under. I mean, when, I, when I'm throwing a, a parlay together on this whole card, I don't want to pick a side on this. Let, let's just hope that somebody gets finished. Bro, this shit got choked out by Sarah Alpar. Alpar. Yeah, there's yeah. 
There's some stuff. There's uh, some There's bad stuff here. on there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next up in the lightweight division, um, we have Natan. Now, Lance, is Natan Levy one of the Jews that we like or the one of the Jews that we don't like? Because I know there's there's a couple that we really don't like. I love all Jews. Mm-hmm. What what about the Jew that uh, called the the fighter from Afghanistan a terrorist? We don't like him. No, we, we like don't him. agree with that. No, but we still su- <laughs> we support the tribe. You got to support. No, no, I, I cast him out. We we cast him out. He's done. He's done. There we go. Um, yeah, we we've got Natan Levy taking on uh, Mike Breeden. Uh, Sean is is Mike gonna get breathed in this one? I think he might. Um, <laughs> it's it's hard to know how good Mike Breeden is because he just got absolutely ran over by Anthony Hernandez. And, no, it's, and when that happens, yeah. It, usually, if he's doing that to you, then you are uh, uh, not good, not not good at all. So, I I kind of have a feeling that that Levy's going to be able to get some takedowns, get some some control on the ground, and and probably uh, wins a a decision, probably three rounds to none. Maybe maybe uh, Breeden can make it a little closer. I don't I don't know if he gets a finish though. Eric. Yeah, I got Levy here. Um, not betting, I don't think. I think it's uh, the odds are pretty spot on. But yeah, Breeden got, I mean, his mouthpiece fell out when he was fighting last time. So that's always a brutal look. <laughs> and, he, and they didn't stop the fight and they just let his ass get beat after that. So he, uh, he's, he's got some uh, making up to do. He's Maybe he's got something to prove. But yeah, I think in beat up by... Alex the Great, like that, was a pretty tough look. And, yeah, Levy's pretty good. I mean, he's got some ground game, and he's got a tricky style, too. He's got that karate base, so I'll go with Levy. Man, you you know a lot of things about Levy. Um, <laughs> yeah, good guy. <laughs> Levy lost to half a Garcia, who has since been upgraded <laughs> to three-quarters of a Garcia. Yeah. Um, so no, Canadian. That, Remember when you guys bet that's a Canadian? A good... Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I bet on Lance. Have you seen the run that Canada's no, been the Canadians on? Are we're, we're so hot. I I rocked and rolled on half a Garcia. That was yeah. easy. Money. Well, that was that was the that was the end of the streak. I think maybe. Yep. <laughs> Canadians are never losing again. Well, until this week, maybe. Never losing again. Uh, <laughs> Dan, uh, Levy? Is, is Levy, is he gonna break the Levy? Is Breeden gonna break the Levy in this one? Um, I gotta watch more of this fight. I, I haven't, like, looked at anything on the prelims, but I, I'm leaning toward, uh, Levy. I like the, the, the Jew distinction there. Um, friend of the, Jew, Jewish friend of, of, of your show there, of this program, Aaron Bronstetter, he asked if, uh, Nat and Levy would be on the fantasy Jewish fight league because again, there, there's Jews, there's Israeli Jews, as Brad pointed out, a little bit of a different breed. They're pretty hardcore. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know, watch your P's and Q's around them. But then there's the third category, which is from, from my podcast, the fantasy Jewish fight league. And, and Natan Levy could not be a part of it because he actually is Jewish. You know, I'm like, mm, uh, Rosenstruck or, you know, Semmelsberger. No, no, no. Or, you mean Rosenstruck. <laughs> Rosenstruck. Rosenstruck. Um, you know, so, so he actually is Jewish. So, uh, I don't know about that. I want to look more at his ground game because he's got some sub wins, but like 
kind of like uh, Aaron was Aaron uh, Water Show was saying, like these black belts are actually like in karate and kung fu. Um, even though it's like Taekwondo, it's like I, I don't know why people list ranks for martial arts that really don't have ranks, but I get it. Um, it's just how it is. You gotta you gotta sell the martial art, right? But uh, yeah, that's what his black belts are in. But it looks like he's got a sub game, and again, it's a small cage. A lot of my bets um, are seem to be, you know, either vets or submission guys in the small cage, I guess. We'll just say that. So I'll lean Levy. We'll see where I end up. Yeah, it feels kind of weird to me that in this level of fight, uh, Levy by decision is the cheaper price. Uh, hmm. I, I see a plus 310 for Levy inside in, in this one, and I could see him getting a sub uh, quite easily sure. in this fight. And Breeden's been finished a bunch of times with strikes as well, so... Kind of like that, uh, that levy inside got a, you know, solidarity with the brothers. Lance? Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, um, the, the fantasy Jew figure, it's, it's funny, I, I know a lot of Jews, you know, throughout my life. Never met a religious one. Haven't, haven't cracked <laughs> no. that nut yet. <laughs> well, you know what, I've been, I've been reading an interesting book lately, talking about the, uh, the evolution of God. And it says that the spread of religion is more about economic, commercial ties than actual religious ties and uh i feel like that fits with our people you know Mm. not to not to dive into stereotypes too deep uh, (laughs) we don't do that on this podcast most stereotypes are true i mean let's let's be real that's how they got there uh absolutely never never met a religious jew i don't even know what they do like i've never i've never talked to somebody like yeah i gotta go to synagogue be right back like it's never happened i've never heard someone say that to me it's more about like what the fuck's wrong with this corned beef or like like something like that. Or they toasted the fucking bagel again. Can you believe that? Like it's never like I'm going to synagogue. Um anyway, I like I like Levy here. Um I don't think he's this crazy prospect, but you know, not a lot of Jews in the UFC, so we gotta we gotta support him. Uh so obviously any Jewish fighter in the UFC is a must bet. Um so I will be betting uh, Levy in this fight, but I do think he wins this fight. I think he can hang it up on the feet and I think he'll have a big grappling advantage. So I don't know if he gets a finish, but I think he'll be on top of good bit in this fight. Is that gonna be Munich? Is he is he gonna Munich him? Munich and minus we didn't even, five. No, we didn't discuss yeah, a Munich yeah. before. We'll we'll have to uh we'll see we'll if play, we agree on something. We'll we'll play it we'll play gotta, it by ear. Gotta have a plus number beside it. We I got one. That we're both gonna right, be on. We'll see. We'll I'll, see. I'll, we'll see. I'll text you. <laughs> Jay Sherman. Uh, next yeah. up. Jay, Jay Sherman sub. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've done worse. We've played worse in Munich. <laughs> see, Munich isn't about winning. Muse, Munich is about the experience. That's <laughs> why I thought that would be uh, on brand. That's right. <laughs> Moving on to the hottest streak in all of MMA, we've got Gabe Green, who gave himself a nickname that started with a G, which normally I would appreciate because alliteration is awesome, but he's trying to pull off the tri- triple G thing. It's just not happening. And he is facing Johan Lines, Canadian uh, as we've already discussed, Canadians are never losing again. Sean, you go, then Aaron's going to go, then Dan's going to go, then I'll go, then Lance is going to go. Uh, and while all of that's happening, I'm going to go to the bathroom and to get another beer. 
Nice. Boom. Yep. Reload. Well, I th- I think Brad is wrong. I think the, the the Canadian is going to lose on on Saturday. Uh, I hope so. I'm going to be picking uh, Gabe Green. Uh, I mean, he got the finish on on Contender Series. Striking didn't look amazing. It looked pretty kind of, like kind of robotic uh, at at the start of that fight, and then there was a bunch of grappling. He looked okay on the ground, but. I think Gabe Green's all right. I mean, he he took a lot of punches from from Daniel Rodriguez, but everybody does. That guy throws absolute just a shit ton of strikes every fight almost. Um, I I thought he looked good against Phil Rowe. He's got some power. I, I think he can uh, put this Canadian back into his place, and that's in the losing column. Uh, what do you got, Aaron? Uh, why is there no? Have you guys looked at the odds at all? Why is there no under on this? Have you guys? Is there not? On bet, or I guess I only looked on fucking best fight odds, but I yeah, no, uh, I think this is going to be a really good fight. Like Gabe Green obviously brings super tough pressure all the time. He's moving forward. He throws a lot of strikes, but I think Gabe Green's really fucking hittable. So I am kind of leading on the Canadian side. I'm team Canada here. Um, which I know is in a very profitable position to be in, but. He looks decent to me, and he's a former hockey player. My my uh, top three bases for MMA are wrestling, rugby, and hockey. So uh, I think I think he's got a good shot here against Gabe Green, just because Gabe's fucking hittable as hell, and he takes a lot. I mean, he, his chins look good, and it's held up against some pretty good strikers. But I think uh, this guy's going to bring a lot of power. So I'm looking for an, uh, an under because I can't find it. But... Totals one and a half minus oh, one thirty okay. to the over. Yeah, I honestly, eh, no, I don't love that. But I might. I, yeah, I'm picking Johan. I guess is his name. Is that how you say his name? But yep. uh, I don't know if I'm going to bet it yet. But yeah, I think it's going to be a banger fight. They're both going to come forward and fucking bang it out. So <laughs> excited for it. You got any on this, Dan? Yeah, I just went back and read my profile for his grading this, this the winner series that I did, and I, it doesn't sound like I wrote anything special. Can't remember anything off of it. It just sounds like a quick finish where we, you know, they changed hooks, and it was more of his opponent's bad defense that got him knocked out, and he didn't roll under. Um, but I'm gonna have to look more into this one. I'm gonna lean Gabe Green. Um, maybe it's because uh. I, I took a shot on Phil Rowe last time out, and, and Gabe Green showed some improvements. It's been about a year, over a year, so I imagine he'll show some more. Seems like a pretty laid-back, cool dude. Doesn't let a lot bother him. Um, questionable fight IQ for sure um, in, in parts of his fights from what I remember from Gabe Green, but uh, I'll lean with him here, but i got to look more into this fight. Bad defense, you say. Uh, that That's how uh, Linus won his last fight? <laughs> well... I got something to tell you. Gabe Green has some <laughs> terrible defense. Yes! That's what I said. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I heard every word you said. And hockey, um, as Scotty so Hot Sauce Holtzman has shown us, great base for MMA. Great base. And, uh, um, that dude that just beat Mickey Gall was a hockey guy, I think. Was he? Or his yeah, brother, played hockey. Played hockey. He, it, I think his brother in like the state. Hockey. Yeah. So that counts. Transitive property. Um so yeah, round round one knockout Canada in this one. All day. 
No doubt about it. Like that. Um, that's that's going to be the easiest bet of the night because Canada's never going to lose an MMA fight again. Lance? <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Um, what, ha- what happened to you? You used to, like, fade Canada. Like, Sean's staying true. Like, yeah, I don't get it, Brad. You've changed, man. Canada is so hot right now. So okay. hot right now. It's, it's Ride not. the wave. Ride the wave. Not hot. I I, I like Green here. Um, I think he's I think he's the more well rounded. Um, and yeah, his defense isn't great, but he's pretty powerful. He finishes most of his fights. Um, and I, the Canada debuting fighter. Like, what else do we fucking have to say? Like, the line's too low for a debuting Canada fighter. Um, Green is- I I honestly believe that the the minus one twenty three at bet online on Green right now is probably a decent bet. Yeah, uh, but I'm I'm gonna play Canada round one because I'm a patriot. All right, I believe in free speech and patriotism. Oh God. Yeah. Um. I I looked at Green inside plus one sixty five. Um. I like that as well. I think he gets a finish here. So how how do you decide or play a, an inside the distance against a guy who's never lost before? Green finishes most of his fights, and it's Canada. And he's gonna come out strong and then just quit, gas, whatever. How, how, he's, he's I don't know go how many more Canada. times I have to tell you that Canada is never gonna lose again. I mean, I really, know, for any Canadian fighting, just just getting to the cards is usually a win. So green, also, green inside plus one sixty five. I gotta play that. Not green. sure. Green. Not not sure that we get need to get too deep into to politics in this podcast. Oh, but God. is Quebec really Canada? I think so. I they don't want to be he, Canada. Is is he even a Canadian? I don't know. I don't know. Like Montreal, they're part of Canada. The rest yeah. of Quebec, not so sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on to the flyweight division, we have Shitty Figs uh, taking on something called Daniel Da Silva. Uh, Sean, inform me about these two because I have no clue. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the shitty figurado. We we don't know need to know much more than that. Uh, Daniel da Silva, you don't really see this very often. Thirteen fights, all finishes, wins and losses, and he's a one twenty five. You do not see that very often. Um, the under is like is two and a half is is plus money. Maybe I mean. The thing is, Shitty Figs has zero, has been in, uh, no, the, the fights have all gone to decision, is two in the UFC. Um, so, he, he has a bunch really? of finishes on his record, but hasn't really shown it at the UFC. I think that's Did kind he get of, finished? Uh, Did I make no. that up? No. No, he, he rode that decision. Oh. I think he, yeah. Um, so Lost that's kind of tough. Though. Yeah, Actual that's a bad look. That's a bad look to, to that Canadian, Damn too. Um, oh. he, he, Malcolm Gordon might have started that resurgence right there. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll pick Da Silva. He's, I think he's a small favorite. Uh, I, I don't really want to bet a side in this. Maybe if I'm feeling degenerate, I'll bet the under. Yeah. In, uh, in MMA, I think you get like, a lot of these lines get set just based upon your name. Like there's like 30 Nurmagomedovs and Mm -hmm. you can probably (laughs) get pretty rich fading them on Bellator cards and stuff like that. So I think this is kind of like a similar situation. I know I watched uh, the Silva's last fight. He got conked out by uh, Molina, which is not a good look obviously, but 
Um, this Vic doesn't have a ton of power and he, uh, doesn't have great cardio. He's definitely like Walmart Figueredo. So I'll take the, uh, the younger and, uh, more hungry fighter here. It's a small favorite. So I think, yeah, I think I'm going to bet it. All right. One quick. What the fuck is this guy's name? Is it De Silva? Is it Lacerda? <laughs> it's it's one of those, name? it's, it's both there's of lots them. of Brazilians both like of that. Them. Yeah. It's, uh, well, yeah, I think it's both. It's all Every four fight has a different Same name. Same dude. I was confused when I was looking at best fight odds. I was confused at first. I thought that, I thought that a fight got canceled and another one got Late booked. Notice. And then I realized, yeah. I realized it was the same guy. Um, That's the Brazilian so, way. He probably has like Absolutely. eight kids. He probably has like eight kids under Lasorda and then eight kids under, uh, Silva so, and he's trying to dodge Brazilian. Well, and then he's got another eight because sometimes they go by their nickname. So he's got <laughs> yeah. another eight under Mioho. So, um, so he's, he's got kids. It probably helps him out a little bit. <laughs> he's responsible for about, uh, 26 grand a month in uh in child support payments down in, in, uh, in brazilian reals him and Howboy go out there. together yeah <laughs> the they go on the town he definitely takes uh how boys sloppy seconds uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100%. um dan how wise of a decision do you think it is to bet on a bet against a guy who has fought in both Demolidor fight promotion and Favela combat. I mean, that, that sounds like a G. <laughs> I was just trying to like do a quick translate on Mioho to try to like translate that name. Cause that was, I was going to base my decision on this fight based off of that, um, <laughs> which I may still do. No, but honestly, um, that under, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And, and I totally agree with, uh, Water shows point because like, yeah, if you look at the opener, they open, uh, big fig, little fig, however you want to say it, um, as the favorite. So I don't blame anybody who grabbed a little bit of that dog money. Uh, but you know, I'd have to look at it closer and, and, um, uh, have to feel more confident to lay chalk in this spot just because of the level of guys and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I, I like, uh, Daniel Lacerda, Mioho, De Silva. Dion steroid, no, Dion, Douglas De Silva, Dion steroids, and Half a Garcia are like some of my new favorite Brad nicknames. <laughs> but I'll go with uh, Mioho uh, here and maybe take a peek at that under, which uh, is fleeting, so. fleeting plus money. Ramen noodles, baby. There's some solid. Nah, yo, what? <laughs> what are we? What are we doing here? How is That's this your awesome. nickname? That's is that really? What? Ramen noodles? Like I went to an American. It was like. Like Lance Ramen Noodles Fischl. like <laughs> is that real? Perfect. Hell yeah! There's That's a brilliant. That's what noodles. the Google says. Google has Google's never lied to me before. No, the never. internet. Yeah, yeah. That's um, so his nickname is Ramen Noodles, and honestly, I feel like either that means he's very self-aware, which is a great thing in fighting, or he's completely unself-aware. He's definitely uh, and out. that's probably a great that's thing in fighting too. So uh, I'm going with him because shitty fig is very shitty and I'm never going to bet on him. Uh, and if I get a chance to, to fade him at plus money, which I think the plus money has gone at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. completely gone at this point. So I'm probably just going to pass on this one, which sucks. Uh, I'm going to have to find some bet on that fight, but I don't know what it is at this point. You'll, you'll have to, uh, 
to tune into the old Twitter machine for me to, to come up with that. Lance, the kids are all right. Like the Offspring song? Either one. I mean, I yeah. saw you looking off screen. I wasn't sure if you were watching oh, some basketball no, no, no. or if. Baseball game. Baseball. We broke our eight game losing streak. We're back. I saw they were minus 200 and I had to bet them because I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. At all. Well, so I got to bet them. I'm kind of caught between I need us to win like we're losing too many in a row towards how many losses in a row get LaRusa fired. That's what I had to do with my hockey team. Dude, LaRusa is like, he's a fucking nightmare. There was a thing today. Today was the, so White Sox have like, we have some injuries. We have decent starters for the most part, like Giolito and Cease and some of these guys. And today was the first time. Nobody watches baseball, so nobody knows what you're talking about. I'll take your word for it. Today was the first game all season a White Sox starter has finished a sixth inning. Yeah. So every game, Larusa pulls the starter after four or five innings. The bullpen comes in and gives like ten Perfect. runs. Every game. Perfect. Season's good. Fucking hate it. Uh, anyway, um, I like that doesn't go here. Um, I know uh, Figgy's last two fights have gone the decision, but most of his fights do get finished. And I think I think this this Lacerda dude just if a guy has every single one of his fights either getting finished or finishing, the guy just has no fucking interest in going fifteen minutes. And there will be a way where he's either going to get him out of there or he's going to fucking quit. Like, when you get finished that many times at flyweight, you're quitting. Or, or, and you get, you get the finishes. Like, if you're losing all your fights by getting yeah. knocked out and you're winning all your fights, you're finding a way to get the fight over with. So, it's, what, I think even money for doesn't go the under, distance? So, under's good. I, I don't play yeah. unders. Under two I and got a half. Burned, I got burned once, and then I'll no, never no, play no. an under again the rest no. of my life. You, you're doing it the wrong <laughs> way. So what you got to do is you always play the under, but instead of playing the over, you play the go to dis goes the distance, and the math on that. Believe me, no, no, no. Believe me, believe me. I've done the math. The math checks out. Don't do math. (laughs) You make make more money that way. The number of times that you lose on those last two and a half minutes in the third round doesn't make it worth it for what the books give you. Nope, it happened one time, and for the rest of my life, I will play doesn't go versus getting an extra, you know, 25 cents or whatever. It's like even money, happily play the doesn't go here. So that's the play. Don't do fucking math with me. I'm not some kind of nerd. I have nerds that work for me that do math. I don't do math. You're a Jew. You're supposed to be good with numbers. I have people for that, Brad. (laughs) I haven't even looked at my taxes in a decade. Perfect. What are taxes? Yeah. That's what my Jew friend in New York takes care of for me. <laughs> Frank Skamaka. That's a real name. All right. <laughs> shout, out, shout out Frank. <laughs> shout out Frank. Sponsor the podcast. We got you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Frank's Frank's got us on lockdown. He's been doing my taxes since I was like twenty. He's been doing my dad's taxes for like forty years. <laughs> Frank's been doing your taxes since you were in the Roch. He he lives in Rochester. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I've heard about Frank. Oh, old Frank Samaka, good man. And if, if Frank is doing one of those ads on local CBS or whatever, he needs to send that money this way because I can bust a promo for Frank. All right, <laughs> for Frank, I'll come up with something good for old Frank. You, you let him know. He just wants to retire. I think he's like 80. That <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. time. <laughs> he's he's about the life at this point. All right, card's about to get good, folks. Card's about to get good. 
We got to speed this I up. I honestly right? have. Your hosting time management skills are getting like a. a no, this, is Brad, your fault. this is Brad. You know you skipped fault. a fight too, eh? You skipped uh, the squash match, eh? Which one? Which <laughs> one? The sure. That's the one I'm getting to next. I'm no. usually out of here in an hour and a half, and you got seven minutes to meet my. Yeah, but there's five business. of us. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, you you joined. You ruined my time management with your. Talking about taxes and all sorts of other <laughs> Jew things that you're doing. MMA picks? You know how many podcasts <laughs> talk about MMA picks? Come on. Uh, baseball? Zero yeah. podcasts people Zero. listen to White about baseball. White Surf Edition, by the you way. Got a lot of rain. Okay, there, there you go. Now you're getting the people involved. Yeah, people love White Claws. The Claws uh, Surf. People also love heavyweights and heavyweight Remember. overs. And that's what's going to happen in Chase Sherman, Alexander Roydmanov. I mean, this dude, he spent so much money on his roids. He wants to make sure that people see that new body for as long as possible. He's probably going to go to decision in this one. I don't know what to tell you. Sean, the over seems like a, a, a no-brainer bet. In this fight, it's a no-brainer bet for you, Brad. We all know that. Um, yeah. Last week I played uh, Romanov sub. It was like minus one fifteen. I'll probably play it again if it's around there. Um, if he wins by KO, then he wins by KO. That it is what it is. His his sub game is is decent, and Sherman will he'll, he'll probably fight it a bit harder than than what he did against Collier, but uh, it's it's not going to matter. Aaron. <laughs> Yeah, lock of the week, uh, Romanov minus 2,000 for, uh, five units. So. <laughs> Big Marley fight pick, sleeveless nation. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Romanov is looking, I mean, it looks like he's like a little more concerned with how he looks during the summer than he does right. on fight night. So I'm we'll saying, see. Maybe I'm he's saying. a little distracted. Maybe he's like trying to impress a girl, but. He's looking slim, so I'll give him that. But yeah, I mean, this is pretty unplayable in my opinion. Sherman sucks, and Romanov is uh, <clears throat> his thing was he was King Kong, and he could like fucking double hammer fist you to death, and now he's skinny. So who knows? Skinny changes people. Ask the Kardashians. Ask anyone. <laughs> uh, Dan, thoughts on Slim Sasha? Sim Slim Sasha Roydmanov. <laughs> Man, I don't. Slim Sasha Roy, takes it three times. You guys are throwing me off with Slim Sasha because, like, I was gonna say I'm 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 betting Fat Jake Paul by sub. Uh, <laughs> you know, or, or, I mean, uh, but no, no, no. I, I, yeah, you're right. He is looking. He's looking. You know, a little high and tight. You know, uh, yeah. girl summer. You get that yeah, but you know, that barrel chest miss that he has though is really good for those uh, body lock takedowns that he likes. But I'm going to go with the sub. I was able to – it was one of those rare instances where, like, I, I got the better line than the early, early, the earlier line uh, guys, I guess, because, like, um, Nushan was right. It was minus 115 most of the week, but I don't know if it was that late, you know, um, banana peel pricing theory people push that you get on fight day for the big favorites. But it came down to, like, plus 135 or plus something. All I know it was plus number by sub, and I took it when I was doing – um. Aaron Bronstetter show. Uh, so I'm going to look for that if it, if it creeps over to plus money. Um, and I'll definitely pull the trigger if, it, if I can get some near even or, or plus money on Romanoff sub. Cause I think he's got to sub him. I don't think, I, I think he'll gas himself out trying to ground and pound TKO and he's not going to knock him out standing. I mean, it's heavyweight, but Sherman has got that Homer Simpson kind of rope a dope thing too. So 
It's got to be sub or it's going to decision like Brad called it. I, it's going to decision. I, I don't know what to tell you. Chase Sherman, he, he got yeah. subbed. He got subbed by the Play-Doh type, Jake Collier, last time. But he doesn't get finished a lot early. Uh, he's got he's got a bunch of stoppage losses throughout his career, uh, but it usually takes a while. What happened? So, what 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 what's going on? Oh, Aaron's Aaron's isn't working. Everybody else is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're good. No, yeah. I, I I thought it was me, but uh, apparently what's not working? Uh, nothing, nothing on less. your side. You're nothing. good. It's fine. Um. I think it's going to take him a while. Uh, he, he's probably going to get takedowns. Chase Sherman's fine on the ground. It's not like this guy actually advances position and does anything. Like, he laid on a dude and got a forearm choke because DeLima was so gassed four minutes into a fight that he couldn't survive. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking the over. And by taking the over, I mean I bet it last week. And my bet didn't get canceled, so I still got to bet it this week because the fight got rebooked. Lance, yeah, my my favorite thing. If you look at uh, Sherman's Wikipedia page, has some really funny stuff. It's under ranks, usually where it's like second degree black belt, black belt. His says purple belt in kickboxing, which I've never heard of. That's elite. Like, That's elite shit. And purple belt doesn't. I didn't know they gave belts in kickboxing, honestly. Purple belt in kickboxing. They do to Chase Sherman. And then blue belt in jiu-jitsu. Just top-of-the-line nice. stuff for UFC veterans. <laughs> Chase Sherman. Purple belt in kickboxing. Blue belt in jiu-jitsu. The guy's just How many fights does he have in the UFC? <laughs> like a lot. 20, like, or he has like what? He's had like a bunch of runs. At least 10 now, I think, right? This, this, this marks his third run in the UFC. Jesus. Well, you guys yeah. want to hear something? But do we count this as a third run? Because no, never... it's a third run. The Lance, funny thing he got, is, he got cut. cut. He got cut. He got re-signed. Everyone wants to fight. Okay. Everyone wants Every... to fight. People are swimming to fucking Abu Dhabi <laughs> just to get to the cage. <laughs> They're just swimming. They're renting canoes. Everyone wants to get to the fight island. Um, what do you got, Dan? No, I was just gonna say to, to add to Lance's point on his official the UFC bio sheet they send out. Like I've seen people like try to like spice up their uh, their, their accolades, right? Like you mentioned the blue belt, purple belt, and kickboxing. <laughs> it is he does cite Duke Rufus kickboxing to be fair, but but check this out. It says what ranks or titles have you held? And he goes number one heavyweight in Mississippi, number two <laughs> heavyweight in Florida, number six heavyweight in the Southeast, FFI heavyweight champion. Like, you just went to, like, like, are you just going to keep going through regions and put whatever number, like, Tapology said? Like, you would just, it's like the UFC stats people, because, like, you know, everyone wants to fight, so that you have, like, all these, like, no names, but they have to have, like, some kind of stat sheet, so they'll be like, he went for the most submissions in middleweight history. You're like, it's his second fight in middleweight. Like, you know, like, you have all these, like, outweighted stats, like, Sherman definitely did that for his, for his rankings there. <laughs> He's the best. Okay. He is the number one heavyweight in Jackson County, Mississippi. <laughs> no doubt. No, no, no. Number six yeah. in Florida, Brad. Number six in Florida. Number no, six. No, That's important. He's in Florida. County. Num- number one in Jackson County. Oh. Num- he's probably like number three or four in uh, in Dade County. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Behind Kimbo's corpse. Um, <laughs> Dada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Lance, did did you talk about this one already? Uh, not really, but I mean, Shermanator knockout. <laughs> round, round, round one? 
Are we taking a round on that one? Or? No, we're, we're just going to take it, you know, straight up, lots of units, Sherman knockout. <laughs> Fair. I don't even I, I love it. Line. I'm in. I love it. That's what I'm going to have Sherman and Toutmaster. So, you know, yeah, I, I need to crush him. I, I feel like last week didn't go well for me. I, I've been hanging around the top, not quite like new Sean, uh, but I got to make up some points and, and Sherman's the one. Sherman is the one. Get it. Main card time now. I know we're an hour and a half in. We're just getting to the main card. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll try and speed things up. Not really. Whatever. You're, you're fired. Uh, this is your last week. Maybe if you, well, you show don't show up. up so while, if you would show good. up, then you could run this show. Wow. Um, I'm struggling with life right now. All right. <laughs> no, I got two children. <laughs> Whose fault is that? Demanding dog. Yeah, that's your fault. Jobs. Whose fault is that? And my wife has been in, is in Europe for 15 days. I'm yeah, if I was surviving. your wife, I'd fly to Europe too. <laughs> <sighs> Such a tough life. Um, if I wasn't rich, this would be very hard on me. For, for those go. who are listening on audio, Lance just threw his hands over his head, exasperated. We did the surrender cobra, if you will. Uh, but we're in the middleweight division. We're on the main card. Unfortunately, like this fight evens out for me because on one side we're talking about Christoph Jotko, and it's Christoph Jotko. But on the other side we're talking about the Meerkat, and the Meerkat's awesome. So, Sean, is this fight going to be awesome or is it going to be Jotko? I think Meerkat might force a somewhat exciting fight with Jotko. Like I, nice. I don't like he he kind of ha- he does that. He forces you. Uh, if if you try to take him down, he's he's gonna do some fun shit on the ground and and even on the feet, he's he's gonna throw wild shit. And I mean, I guess Jocko could kind of do some patented shit and just hold him up against the fi- the fence. But uh, hopefully, we get some some quick breakups and then uh, we'll go back to fun. But mere sides like plus two fifty, plus two sixty. I I know Jocko really. Doesn't get finished very often. Hasn't been finished in, you know, three years or four years. Mirshad, that's, that's his path to victory. So it's, it's almost like his money line. So at, at that price, I, I think it's probably worth a, a small sprinkle. If, if Jotko does what he does and tries to make this as boring as possible, maybe he can win a decision, but I'll, uh, I'll pick the Meerkat. Aaron? Yeah. Same. I go. I'm on Meerkat. I think. Uh, yeah, Jack was just fucking boring, dude. Like he, he his his strategy. He loves to go up against the fence. He likes the cage wrestle. But I mean, when you're like these days, if if that's all you're doing and you get, you know, one minute left in the round and you break off of the fence and Mirshar starts landing, you're Mirshar's gonna win that round. So. Um, yeah, I think Mirshat has more out. Jocko's just kind of fucking boring. I don't think he's, uh, someone I want to bet on at 170 or whatever. I think he looks like he's 175 now. So Mirshat is kind of like that, uh, Paul Craig type of guy where he can pull it out anytime and he's pretty dangerous. So now you're talking my language. Yeah. Yeah. Um, out. Jocko is, uh, yeah, just not someone I want to lay 175 on which is what his current price is. So, Dan, are we keeping up the trend here? 
Yeah, I uh, this was one of the fights that uh, one of three fights that I tape studied before going on this year, bad boy. Uh, oh. uh, but no, I yeah, I like I like Mearshart here as a pick and and even as a play. I actually laid it on him while we were in our like uh, lobby before getting on here. Um, I just threw just just a uh, just just a unit or whatever, like at plus one fifty or whatever the the number was. Basically, I think this is a fight where he can even win a decision and not just the sub, which is why I'm not taking a safer flyer because I'm just, I'm gonna get I'm gonna kick for coverage. I'm gonna get plus money anyways. And Yoko, I know it's like finisher versus a points guy, and the fact that we're getting a finisher in the small cage. By the way, Mearshart, outside of like getting randomly first round KO'd by Heinish and 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 Humshot, like back to back. The dude outside of that's like five and two in the small cage. Like he kills it in the small cage outside of those two fights. Yep. Whereas Yatko is one and one with a split. Um, I, I don't, you know, disagree with him winning that split over Serkinov, who's a southpaw. But like, it's weird. Like, again, getting nerdy with you guys. Forgive me here. Uh, but like, Yatko's like, he's undefeated against southpaws. So like, oh, he should roll against Mearshart. But it's like, well, no, Anders, like, like in Anders fashion could have easily won that fight, but Anders, like he always does, he hurts somebody and then he hugs him against the fence yeah. and he gives him right away. High so five. it was one, it was I'm one of those fights. Him. And then by, and by the way, uh, Anders got completely pieced up in boxing range by Gerald Mearshart. If you watch that fight and that's one of Gerald's losses, um, <laughs> Gerald, Gerald yeah, Mearshart, that's, only other, that's a bad one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the only other Southpaw that he lost was over 10 years ago. And that was to Sam Alvey in a rematch, which by the way, he beats Alvey the first time in a five round fight, loses to him in a three round fight. I didn't go back and watch it cause it's not fucking relevant, but like, it could have been one of those like Andrade Rose things where they give Rose the rematch and like the one condition where she can win the fight barely. Yeah. Um, so who, who knows, how, you know, who knows with that one. And, uh, and yeah, Yoko barely gets by. Like he, uh, what was it? Um, even a what was his fucking name? Uh, oh, ask him that that Yorkshire, England oh, weird yeah. castle guy. Uh, that tall, he also he's gonna fall over. Like even that he's guy arguably tall. beat him. Even that guy arguably beat him in their fight. Like I went back to watch that, and I'm like that guy arguably beats him too. Except this one thing happens, and I'll tie this up. Long winded, I know. But a, 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 another basic theory is that I think Yoko hates. He fucking hates fighting. Like in that <laughs> fight, he's, he's he he complains. Here's yeah, how he wins the fight. It, it comes down to the third round, and Askham's actually got him against the clinch because most people are actually better in the clinch than Yako is, including Mearshart will be. And he he does the whole complaining of the ref. He goes, hey, he's just holding me. And, the, and there was an inexperienced ref, and the guy goes, oh, okay. And he listens to the crowd and, like, separates them. And then Yoko throws, like, a bunch of spinning stuff that misses, and we know how that gets rewarded, right? <laughs> he gets the decision. And then, like, to Eric Anders, even in that one fight, he's, like, calling Eric Anders, like, a pussy for not wanting to fight him. And even commentary, they're like, that's kind of weird considering Yutko just laid and prayed a guy like Alan Amadovsky in his last fight. <laughs> like, they're even, like, calling him out for, like, being, like, just, just a, just a B.I. Uh, pretty, pretty much. That's how, that's how the guy acts. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, man, you're going to give me a guy who likes fighting. Jeremy Oshart's small, uh, he, he's, he's slow as shit. You know, he's all these things, but at the end of the day, the guy's a finisher, he's experienced, and he likes fighting. Um, and he's beaten way better guys than Yakko's ever beaten, even than the guys that Yakko's air quotes beaten. So yep. give me a mirror shot here. Oh, last thing, point fighter, but Yakko also fucking gasses. He actually gets tired in third rounds too, by the way. So I'm going to look at what the third round price is because that's another thing. It's like, yeah, Gerald's slow and steady, but like, does he really gas? Cause he always looks that slow. And secondly, again, kind of like a lot of the theories on bets. It's like, I'm not going to, you know, uh, bet against him if the guy fucking gasses himself and he's a point fighter. So yeah, I'm gonna go GM three. We'll see. 
Nope. Shockingly, the uh, the Meerkat round three price is only the highest I'm seeing out there is plus fourteen hundred. I'll have to look uh, at three sixty five. They know they, they, they get know. some better prices. You know why? Because uh, he opened as a favorite. He opened as a favorite. That's why. Lance, is this going to be the one? Because I pinged you like twenty minutes ago. Whatever. I I don't look at. I'm, I'm focused. <laughs> I'm focused, man. I'm giving the people a good show. Uh, but I like I like the meerkat here. I mean, Yatko's gonna get in there. He's gonna clinch him against the cage, and then he's gonna get threatened with every single front choke that you can think of. Um, and it's gonna be bad for him. It's gonna look bad for him, even if he's pushing meerkat up against the cage. When they're at distance, meerkat's beaten better strikers. He's just gonna wing overhand rights until one of them lands. Yatko hates getting punched. Uh, as Dan said, he doesn't like to fight. So I like Meerkat here. I think he probably gets a finish, but plus 150, probably just going to take the money line and then and then sprinkle on some props on this one because uh, Meerkat's going to get it done. I, I don't have a bet on this one at this point. Uh, like, you know, I've got my carried over bet from the uh, the Romanov-Sherman fatty's going to fatty. Uh, I've got my my candelabra uh, money line. Uh, I don't have a bet on this one, but I am going to have a bet on this one probably shortly after this show. Lance. Yeah, I love Meerkat here. It's probably my favorite spot on the card, honestly. And, like, I, I wouldn't say I blindly bet Meerkat inside <laughs> the distance, but it's pretty close. Um, the guy just finds a way to grab a neck. Neck, he does every time. And mm-hmm. I understand, like, it's only a dollar difference on inside the distance or sub, or inside or inside the distance or just straight line. line. But, yeah. like, Meerkat does not win. When was the last time he won a decision? Like, 10 years ago? Like, that's just not something he <laughs> does. Jocko does gas out. And Meerkat's the kind of guy that's going to force Jocko down. And you, you got to be a little worrisome if, if Jocko's plan is to clinch him against the cage. Meerkat's going to try to work chokes from there. He's going to, you know, hold guard if he needs to. He's going to try to work body lock takedowns. He's going to find a way to the ground. And when Meerkat finds a way to the ground, he's usually going to get a choke. He's kind of one of the more underrated guys that kind of grabs a choke out of nowhere and finishes fights. And plus 250 inside the distance, Meerkat versus an average fighter, all fucking day. Munich. Ah. <laughs> that was easy, Brad. No matter what, we didn't even talk to each other. We just we didn't it just happens. We, we knew that's tremendous. Those yeah. are the best Munichs, the the organic Munichs. <laughs> hey, look, Brad. The hard kombuchas. Isn't Tristan Connolly a Canadian? Yeah. You gonna keep Absolutely. riding the yeah. wave? Yeah. Uh, featherweight division. Canadian, Canadian Tristan Connolly uh, taking on Dar- the damage. The damage Elkins, uh, Sean. Fuck yeah. Uh, rents due for the Canadians, and they're going 0 and 2 on this card, I believe. Um, that being said, I don't like like the idea of laying minus one uh, one what seventy one eighty on yeah. uh, on the old <laughs> damage. Fucking damage. Um, he is the damage. 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 He's taken a lot of damage in his career, and I mean, Cub got him out of there. Yeah, the nice two two fight win streak was was good and all. It's just 
he's going to fall apart at some point. So I, I don't think Connolly is the one to do it, but I don't really want to pay to find out. So I'll, I'll pick the damage. Uh, he probably is going to be able to wrestle. Connolly show an okay takedown defense, but you can still get on top of him. So I think the damage will, will get some, some ground control time and win a decision. Aaron. Yeah. Um, hmm, not a big fan of the damage. The what? damage. The damage. What? <laughs> against uh i'm a canadian guy i think like the past couple couple cars have been uh team canada so i mean i'm not laying 180 on darren elkins fuck that i think if if you bet darren elkins you wait and you bet him live because for I sure by the second round you'll right. know 100 percent he's gonna win we don't play the wait. We don't play the bet him live <laughs> game on the MMA yeah. analysis podcast. There it is. It's a live better. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's it's interesting that we don't do that because because we all literally do except you left. <laughs> no, I, I make a shitload of money betting yeah. these fights live, uh, but that's not what we're about here. I, I understand. I think all right, I get the here. angle. Trending up, trending up Canada, trending down people who, <laughs> old people who train at Team Alpha Male. There you go. Now we're talking. So now I'm, we're talking. I'm, I'm Team fucking Canada here. I'm going Tristan Connolly over, uh, old man Darren the Damaged with the D at the end. Elkins. <laughs> damn aged. The damn aged. Elk aged. Uh, Dan. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, you know, I think there's more interesting spots, but like, I feel like the over, you know, if you're like, like really desperate, like you're trying to parlay anything, which again, I think there's more single spots on this card that more than enough that you shouldn't have to risk your ass like parlaying anything. But like, yeah, I guess there's the over. Um, Elkins by decision, I think is another angle plus money. If you, if you think like I am where, you know, Connolly, I haven't really seen knockout power from him. He's quietly like just 36 under Elkins 37, but Elkins 37 is like 97. You know, it's Fair. like throwing a 97 year old under a tractor and then you have Darren Elkins. It's like, it's like, it's like, because he's essentially looks like the, the Matt Damon doll in Team America. Like that is Darren Elkins. Like, <laughs> virtually identical. Goldie, virtually identical. Like, they have the same vocabulary amount and everything. It's crazy. Um, but again, you gotta like knock this guy out or be able to wrestle good enough to not out wrestle him, but to wrestle on your terms, which is just hard to do in MMA, like in general, much less against an experienced guy, small cage is going to make it ugly. Um, you know, Connolly could, could surprise and, you know, like, I don't know to use the dreaded value word, you know, values on him, but I'll go Elkins by decision, but I'm probably just going to stay away from this, even though there's some angles. I, I definitely get the people that uh, took an Elkins from a, a minus 140 opener or whatever he was up to the the price that he is now. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I kind of think Elkins wins this fight. Um, right. Tristan Connolly is is exchange rate can he, or, uh, Darren Elkins. He, he's like 0.63 cents <laughs> of, of Darren Elkins for every dollar. Um, so I, I, I like Elkins here. I actually think the price is kind of low. We, we've seen what Elkins does to guys at this level for a decade now. And uh, I think he's going to do it again. So I am not backing Canada here because I'm completely not a homer when it comes to betting <laughs> and MMA. Very reasonable and objective person. 
Um, might actually bet Darren Elkins here. Shocking. Lance? Yeah, I like Elkins here. Um, I'm Elkins is completely washed, but he's washed against guys that have power and can punch him in the face. You don't even really need that much power, but you need a little bit. What is is Connolly just? Is, I don't understand how Connolly wins this fight, other than some kind of like lands a big shot, but that's not really his thing. Elkins is the far superior wrestler. I think he can dictate where this fight goes. Connolly, like, are people still just banking on that win versus Pajara three years ago? Like, is that why yeah. people are just high on him? Since then, the one. he took three years off, had neck neck surgery, and then lost the fight. And he's he's yep. about the same age as Elkins. Like. I like Darren in this fight. Like, if he was facing anyone that had any, you know, semblance of power, I would not be playing Elkins here. But I think this is going to be a grappling. I think it's going to be a lot of grappling and slap fighting on the feet. And I think Elkins can dominate in that. So I think at minus 170, I actually think that's a bit low here. I think this is the fight that Darren wins. And I feel like he's always been, you know, outside maybe a little bit here and there, he's kind of been easy to predict the last, I would say, three or four years with Elkins, whether he's going to win or lose. And if he's facing a guy with no power that can't wrestle very well, I think that's Elkins all day. So I'll have him in a party. You guys are talking me into the decision prop here. You guys are talking me into it. <laughs> I would never – I can never talk someone into decision prop. I would die to play it. It's like betting baseball unders. I mean, you you can't talk yourself into it, but – if you listen to your breakdown, that's yeah. what you're that's what you're saying. Elkins third saying. round sub. <laughs> <laughs> um lightweight division. This is a fight between two guys that I don't find particularly entertaining, but for some reason I think this fight is going to be entertaining. Jared Flash Gordon um, one of the, the many, many MMA fighters who should have died of a drug overdose long ago, but is still around getting best punched base. in the face. That, the that's hard for MMA. Almost OD. <laughs> drug addiction. Yeah. <laughs> right up there with wrestling. <laughs> Dude, long career. You have a long career if you almost die from drug addiction. Yeah, right? That's a W. In your body. I mean, you got to put some W's on the record. Dude, they're still signing people at their age. <laughs> and he's taking on Grant Dawson. Sean, take it away. I was on Dawson last time. It was wild to see him fall apart to the extent that he did. Uh, I don't know if that was just a crazy adrenaline bump. I'm not sure. Like, like he hasn't shown amazing cardio, but that was wild to see him fall off a cliff like that. Especially like when he it was, the fight was kind of happening where he wanted it to happen. Um, did I learn my net lesson? No, I, I think I'm going to parlay, uh, Grant Dawson. Um, I just think he's, he's better. He's, he's got some skills. Gordon's won some kind of close-ish fights, but, uh, I think Dawson can get him down. Uh, I think if, if Dawson shows a little more of a killer instinct, then we won't have to worry about if the, the cardio falls off a cliff. So, uh, I think Dawson can, can get a finish here. So I'll, I'll probably put him in a small parlay and, and see if I can play Russian roulette again. Aaron. Um, I think I'm going to take Gordon. I think he's, uh, I think Dawson's is a little too pricey. I mean, just based on the price right now. He's like minus 180. He, uh, fell off a cliff a little bit in his last fight. He's a decent wrestler. He's not like a really good wrestler. One of those, uh, dudes that trains in Kansas City. Who's the coach there? Kraus. Kraus. Who, yes. by the way, is like touting 
fights on TikTok. Have you yes, guys seen that? Yeah. So and he has his own Discord. So maybe I'll go ask if, him who he's gonna win. I was gonna say if he doesn't have a bet on I was Grant gonna say Dawson, if he's not betting on fucking Dawson, yeah. then we're slamming yep. whoever yep. Like, we're slamming Gordon because I mean that's it. MMA is the only sport that does that. I was on another podcast talking about MMA betting and shit, and I was like, yeah, it's like the Wild West. It's like pirate shit because you got coaches betting. Like, you you got fucking Calvin Ridley. He's, like, banned from the NFL for, like, 20 years because he put a parlay on his fucking team, and you got coaches <laughs> betting now. So, anyway, um, I'm going to go with Gordon because he almost died from a drug overdose, and uh, I think that's uh, – those guys have, like, a little extra edge to them. So, Go, uh, go Gordon. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is true or not. I'll believe yeah, our, our friend Dixon. D- Dixon and, is usually uh, on point. Oh! So you might not yeah. get any intel from Krause this time, unfortunately. Well, I still want to know. I still want to get his, uh, insight. His but thoughts you feel on like it? If, if we, he's a we form, join his Discord he's a and be former like, yeah, coach and like he's in tight with the guy, he'd still bet him. Like he'd still back him if he's if right. he's one of his That's dudes. Right? If so, if he's betting he Gordon, know. you better back up a, a Brinks truck Brinks. on Gordon. Yep. I just fucking think it's hilarious that he has like a Discord and he's like basically a towel. He's a towel. Yep. He's yep. a towel. So I'm uh anyone that he ever coaches, I'm gonna bet against. So tremendous idea because Go very Gordon. overrated as a coach. As a coach, that oh, uh, that happened very the quickly. The most couple, overrated coach. A couple of years ago during the pandemic. Dan. Yeah, uh, and you know, uh, even if uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about Kraus as a coach per se, but I will say that you're, you guys are spot on with a lot of the things you're saying because um, even if he's as, as good as the hype is, it's bad when you have your uh, hands as many, you know, uh, pots or whatever the fuck the saying is. It's, it's bad when you're spinning a bunch of plates and like that's something yep. Scrouts, uh, Crouch, like, you know, brags about. He's like, oh yeah, I'm doing real estate. I'm doing this business. I'm doing that business. Now I'm doing talents. I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> And then, like, he's, like, committing to stuff that he can't even keep up with. Like, he, like, became the dedicated guy for the Anik and Florian podcast. And then they, like, immediately, like, swapped him out. And they're, like, oh, Krause will be back. Um, but, again, I'm, like, this guy clearly overextended himself. And, B, sometimes I'll listen to that podcast um, for interviews and, and certain things. Or some of these podcasts, like, you know, like, uh, th- that people are like, why would you listen to USC Unfiltered? Or that's crap. Like, I'm, like, well, I, for my job, I got to, you know, like, find these things out. And unless you got the guy, like, Dixon or whatever that – Tweets you, hey, this guy moved camp. Like, I gotta, I gotta figure this S out for myself. And Kraus, I don't know if it was for the Leonardo Santos fight, but one of his guys, whether it was Grant Dawson or not, was facing a grappler. And Kraus won that breakdown show. He's like, they're like, okay, we know you're biased, James, but what's your breakdown? He's like, yeah, I know I'm biased. And he's like, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say this, I'll be honest. This is a tough matchup for my guy. What? And then I was like, right then, I'm like, okay, that's all I needed to hear. I'm banging against your guy. I'm like, you, you show the doubt against your own effing guy. And, and again, that, that can backfire because like Matt Sarah and Longo showed doubt against Aljo uh, in between yeah. both fights, you know, but he still ended up winning the second one. So it doesn't always mean everything, but that's a spot on point. Anyways, long winded. I, I didn't look at this fight yet. I'm going to look to bet Jared Gordon because, but that could be biased because I was on Ricky Glenn last fight. So I was just like, Oh, you got lucky, Grant. You got lucky. Uh, so, yep. I don't know. I'm going to look at Jared Gordon. We'll see where I end up. I think I've said this for a while, that Grant Dawson is a horrible athlete, and I've been looking yep. for a spot to fade him. Mm-hmm. I think a durable guy with good cardio who's going to keep coming forward yep. can wrestle a little bit, isn't a great wrestler, but is just going to keep fighting through it. 
I think this might be the spot to fade him. Um, so I'm going to take a little shot on Jared Gordon, but there's also uh, one of my books out there, uh, 365, has a draw at plus 8,000. <laughs> which is uh, which is higher than most draw lines. Yeah. Um, and given what we saw in in Dawson's last fight, and the way that Gordon comes on late in fights, I'm going to take a little sprinkle on uh, a plus eight thousand draw in this one because yeah, if you're not tuning in to this show for bets like an eight thousand draw, what are you tuning in for, Lance? Damn, Gordon. Gordon's sub. At Fandle is thirty four to one. That's kind of crazy. I've never can't seen happen. that's. Did you say crazy. can't happen? No, that never happen. <laughs> yeah, it's still wild. I've, I've never seen them at. Don't knock him out if he gets a finish. Dustin might might pass out and just give up. A I sub, mean, Gordon know? round three. At, Gordon round oh, three at Fanduel is plus twenty nine hundred. That's yeah. that's the one to play. That's probably yeah. the play. I'm I'm more with Sean than the rest of you guys. I know the end of that that fight wasn't great <laughs> for Dawson in his last fight, but when I look at if you're picking Gordon, you're just a hundred percent hoping he gasses out. Because when you look at the skill level of these two guys, I don't think it's all that close. Like where what they're is both Gordon unathletic back? white dudes. I mean, he's, come he's on, a what are we doing here? Better wrestler though, he can dictate. He'll get the fight to the ground if he does not gas out. This is going to be easy fucking work with him. Gordon is not a threat. He doesn't have great jiu-jitsu. He doesn't have big power. He's not a very skilled fighter. Gordon's the guy that kind of finds a way to get a win when he's supposed to. He's not going to win when he's not supposed to. And that's kind of been his M.O. And I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to just get a shock finish or anything like that. And I think we can't just bet on Dawson having, like, what we saw to Dawson third round, we hadn't seen a lot of that early in his career. Maybe it was just a night. Right, it was a night. It was maybe, a round. Maybe it was just because he was fighting Derek Minner. What, whatever it is, I mean, <laughs> look at who the fuck Gordon's been facing. Like, give me a break. Killers. Like, yeah, Danny Chris, Chris Fishgold. Yeah, what yeah. happened versus Dubronx? Yeah, <laughs> Dubronx. <laughs> Yo, what against Dubronx is? Yeah, you know what? I've always said that Grant Dawson is the next Dubronx. Everyone I've always that. said that. Always. A lot of True. similarities. True. I just think when I'm looking, if, if assuming he does not gas out like he did in that last fight in the third round, Dawson is way, way, way more skilled. Dictates where the fight is. Bet much better grappler. And Gordon's just not a finisher at all. I I think Dawson's gonna win. Maybe he loses the third round, but I don't think it's gonna look like it did versus Glenn. Uh, but honestly, I think Dawson easily wins all three rounds. If in very possible, Dawson gets a sub in the first or second round. Also, if you're looking for webcams, chats, hot girls and boys, check the chat room. We got some links in there. Oh, now now we've made it. We're at the big time now. Yeah, George, George Johnstone, one of the listeners, said, you guys know you've made it when your podcast is getting spam with porn links. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad Love that it. George is back. George disappeared for a while. I wasn't sure if he got he was hacked in jail. or, or yeah, he was either hacked up. or he was, uh, you know, just promoting those, the crypto things of his own accord. Uh, but we love George here. So we got uh, we got a minute and a half to cover three fights. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> so, uh, Andre Feely, Joanne Brito, featherweight division. Go, Sean. Go. Uh, I'm surprised that this like the price is coming down on Feely. I'm a, I'm a bit surprised by that just because he's the known commodity. Uh, maybe these people know something that I don't. They don't. I think I'm gonna parlay uh, Feely even if it's just small. Um. 
he's shown good takedown defense. I know, like, he got dominated by by old uh, Bryce Mitchell, but as we've seen, Mitchell's a fucking really good grappler, so I, I, I don't really hold him. That was yeah, and, and he was doing a good job with it. Like yeah. it was, yeah. It's it's if you look at the stats, it doesn't really tell the whole story on on that fight. But um, so yeah, I think he can keep this on his feet and on the feet. He's just a much better fighter. So uh, small parlay, just because I don't know. I I don't like to overextend on on some of these lesser known guys, but um, I think Feely Feely gets a win there. Aaron. Yeah, I think Feely pretty easy. I think he's pretty good. Um, Alpha Mel is probably best fighter at this point. Would you say? Yep. Other than uh, other than the damage, fighter, other than Lance's favorite fighter, uh, Macy Barber, I think. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> I think Feely's like the best they got. So I, he's solid, and he's. You mean yeah, Macy, you know, the future barber? The future barber. There and you go. Had, uh, yeah, he got fucked by Bryce Mitchell, but that's not like a. Not like a negative, I don't think. I don't think Rito lots of things that. have been fucked by Bryce Mitchell in his time. That's true. Like <laughs> yes. a, sh- a shoe box, uh, yeah. a Kleenex box, squirrel, a drill, uh, a drill. <laughs> no, the drill fucked him. He didn't oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So yeah, I think Feely pretty easy. I mean, the the odds are. I mean, yeah, dropping I think is a little ridiculous. I think he should win this, no problem. Dan. Yeah, uh, didn't look into this one yet, but leaning to Feely, I uh, don't blame Nushan or anybody wanting to use Feely for a parlay piece, cause like, my initial was like, oh, over is probably the safest angle, but even the over is more expensive than Feely money line. Yeah. And I don't really see anything on Brito that's gonna win, so I'm like, oh yeah, might as well just play Feely at that point. Feely. Um, yeah, there's one place that has Brito inside at plus a thousand. And if he wins, okay. I, I think a lot of people forget this, but Andre Feely used to get finished in spectacular fashion. That that mm. used to be his claim to fame as a fighter. Uh, I think he's gotten past that, and I think he's going to win this fight. But if you are playing Brito, you got to be looking at some sort of finish prop. Yeah. I don't think it happens here. I, I think Feely, Feely takes over. Uh, it gets a little touchy um, in the, the later rounds, and uh, he's just a superior fighter. Lance? Billy, I think he he everywhere, whatever he wants. I think he's just better everywhere in this fight. If he starts getting hit in the feet, he can take it down. Um, I just think he's way better competition. And Feely's he's you know what you're getting out of Feely. Um, so I think you can trust him in this spot. Line seems a little bit low. Um, I was actually of all like the the bigger favorites, I was kind of surprised this one wasn't a little bit a little bit larger here. So I like Philly a good bit. Yeah, bet online minus two seventeen right yep. now. Like yep. that. That's a good parlay piece, I think. Uh, anyways, co-main event. We're getting to the good shit now, folks. Heavyweight division. Cake, the Plato type Collier, taking on the legend. 500k for this, just for showing up. Andre Arlovsky. Nobody <laughs> gets paid like Arlovsky gets paid. Sean, how are we doing this? Uh, I mean, <laughs> what we've seen, it's it's Arlovsky by decision. It's uh, it's wild that the price on him by decisions like it's coming down. There's like it's plus one twenty five at some spots, and he's what a minus one one forty favorite. <laughs> like that's insane for a heavyweight. Uh, I'll I'll pick Arlovsky. I I don't know. 
I it's not enough for me. I, I if I'm gonna play our offseason decision, I, I need some like plus one seventy, maybe plus two hundred, and I just don't think we're gonna get that anymore. Aaron, uh, I got Collier for sure. Oh. Is he gonna finish um, him? I've been fading Arlovsky for like the past five fights, so I just gotta keep going. <laughs> gotta keep going. I'm, I'm on the Martin Yell system that. at this point, so double it. I, I mean, I double. was on whoever he fought last the the dumb dude. That was a bad dumb. bet. Whatever the last one was, that dude. bad bet. This one, great bet. I've been, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was the last one, so yeah. No, I mean, dude, fucking plus one thirty. Yeah, all day, Collier. Dan. Man, I know. Like, I, this is one where uh, I'm picking Arlovsky for sure, but it's like, how, do I want to play it? Uh, I think this could be a good news, at least for me, recently, where things have been priced out, out of range, and then it ended up being good that I stayed away because I would have lost. And I feel like the Arlovsky decision props one of those because I actually feel like this could be one of the fights where Arlovsky could actually get the finish um, because of what Jake Collier does. Like, Jake Collier, whether it was light heavyweight, middleweight, or heavyweight, like, he gets himself hurt, win or lose, like, in the beginning of fights because he's just so dang aggressive. And he's, like, not the most athletic guy, but he brings athletic attributes to heavyweight, which is, like, cool. It's, like, a cool gimmick. It's, like, his thing for sure. But you're, you're not going to have those attributes against an actual heavyweight who's an actual athlete like Arlovsky. And I know Arlovsky's old. He's 10 years older. 43 to Jake Collier's 33, but this is the division to be an old man. I got I got burned betting uh, an old man uh, last week in the co-main event, but this is actually the old man's division. And going back to watch Jake Collier's stuff, which I actually did, Lord help me, um, I just noticed that, yeah, anybody who could, like, competently counter, use their lead hand, and throw to the body is, like, this dude's stylistic kryptonite, right? And that's all Arlovsky does now is he works off his lead hand because he finally got away from Jackson Wink, who just told him to throw ponies all day, and which meant Arlovsky just ended up throwing his right hand all day. Um, but, yeah, he actually uses his lead hand now at American Top Team. You know, uh, he uses his footwork, which still translates to decision wins in the small cage. So it's not like, you know, Yatko, where it's like he really needs the big cage. So I'm, I like Arlovsky here. Um, my question is whether I want to play him or not, because now, after talking with you gents, I feel like there's probably better cards than laying the chalk on Arlovsky even if he does go down to 135, what I'm looking for. So who knows, but he's the pick. It, it's getting to that point where I might want to bet Arlovsky. Um, it, as you said, Collier doesn't love to get hit. He didn't love to get hit when he was a middleweight. Didn't love to get hit when he was a light heavyweight. Hasn't loved to get hit since he came back as a heavyweight. Um, and for all of Arlovsky's flaws... If you come at him and throw a bunch of punches, he's going to throw back and he's going to hit you because he doesn't want to get into prolonged exchanges. He doesn't want to have a, a huge volume fight. He's going to try and throw things to slow you down. And I think he's going to be able to accomplish that against Collier. I don't think that Collier has this like dogged, come forward, throw a million strikes in a fight kind of approach. That, that people think he has um, based on what we've seen in his recent UFC run. I think that Arlovsky is going to be able to slow this down, like every fight that he's able to slow down. Maybe he catches something. I mean, but come on. We're talking about Andre Arlovsky at 48 million years old. So um, probably Arlovsky decision. If it gets down to like minus 120 or something like that, I'm going to take it straight. Lance? Sure. Man, this 
the fact that this is the co-main event, like, Arlovsky, he, <laughs> We didn't talk about that. We're, we're he, trying to avoid that. He's turned into, like, <laughs> he's the most boring fighter who's ever lived at, at this point. Yeah. I'm taking fucking Collier. I don't think Collier's going to be the guy that stands around and stares at Arlovsky. That just doesn't seem like his style. I think he's the guy that's going to charge at him and throw. Arlovsky's 78 years old. And the fact that you think Arlovsky could beat another man unconscious in a fight is ridiculous. He does... I, he does nothing. He does absolutely nothing. And everyone just stares at this fucking guy. And I don't think Collier's that guy. I like Collier here. He's plus money, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be betting on Jake Collier. Main event. Finally, it took us two hours Hurry and up. seven minutes. It's your fault. It's your fault. Think if we took 20% away from this podcast, Lance, we would be well Perfect. under two hours. My breakdowns combined have been four minutes. This is your fault. <laughs> your breakdowns have been four minutes, but you talking about the other about other bullshit. Been... I'm trying to stop people from sleeping. <laughs> oh, okay. The people love it. People love it. Uh, main event, good fight, bantamweight division, of course, best division in MMA. Rob Font, Marlon Chistovera, Sean, closely lined fight. How do you see it? Uh, it's gonna be a fun one. Um, I think Rob Font's probably gonna come out. And, and throw a lot of jabs and, and have some success early. I'm curious what he's going to look like a little later on uh, in the fight. Vera's tough. I, I don't think he's going to get finished. Font's shown a pretty good uh, pretty good chin and, and body uh, t- for damage. So it, it's... It, it is five rounds though, so those later rounds might uh, might show some some weakness there. I, I just think Vera coming forward, throwing the variety of strikes that he's he's going to do is going to be a little more than the 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 hands of, of Rob Font. So as a as an underdog, I gotta take Marlon Vera. Aaron, yeah, Sam, I'm on Vera. I think uh, as an underdog, he's a good look. Both these guys are pretty well matched up. Font's like a good boxer. He's got a good jab, but uh, I think Vera's a little more well-rounded. <clears throat> um, yeah, and Vera does start a little slow, and he uh, picks up a little bit at the end. So, you know, I know we're not live bet guys here, but it might be one, might oh, be a guy might, we might want to uh, jump in on after the first round. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I like Vera. He's tough, and he's uh, – what's the over here? I'm thinking both of you guys are pretty tough. Over Ghost at, decision uh, like minus one fifty. Yeah, <laughs> not, not great. I mean, there's a ghost decision. There's a minus one twenty five on. Not terrible. Whatever ref is. So. Oh yeah, bet online. Yeah, bet online. online. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I got I got Vera here. I think they're, they're they both match up pretty evenly, and he's a decent dog. So I'll, uh, I'll take Vera. Dan. Man, I so you're, so it's plus money for a fight doesn't go to decision. No, it's that's, it's yeah. one. Yeah, plus one. Yeah, fight go doesn't, doesn't go. Yeah, yep. uh, that's kind of interesting. Best line on fight doesn't go. It's plus one twenty five right now. That's kind of interesting for sure uh, to me because I I think that this fight's gonna force a finish. Um, I think font <laughs> by decision is probably like the on paper way that they think this fight's gonna go. Guessing that he's favored and the fact that the fight to go to decision is favored. So that line of thinking makes sense if you're of that line of thinking. But I am not. Um, Font's gotten a lot better at dealing with problems that have troubled them. And without getting into a long spiel, both these guys deal with the same problems, except one of the common themes for Font is fighters who just don't give a F and want to pressure him really mess him up. Even when he's messing those fighters up, like Lineker, 
Pedro Munoz, as uh, Michael Bisping likes to say. <laughs> you mean Tyson um, Pedro Munoz? <laughs> yeah, Tyson Pedro Munoz. Uh, I, but I, I think that you know he, he, uh, Vera fits the bill. He's got that stupid durability. Like if you look at the shots that he hit, got hit by Song Yudong, that was part of the reason why I wasn't crying robbery. Um, because I, I I I don't get swayed by the commentary like everybody seems to. For one, and for two, like those shots were really hard. And now seeing what Yudong's done. I know Marais has shot and yada yada, but like, done a lot of things over the years, Dan. A yeah, lot of yeah, it's definitely hit hard, Yadong. And <laughs> seeing the damage that it's done and it's kind of death toll, if you will. I'm like, you know, this guy's got a got a dang chin on him. And I'm a big Rob Font fan, but I don't blame people who are who are you know casting suspicion to his power, saying perhaps it's a bit overrated. You know, perhaps it hasn't performed up to par. Um, this could be an opportunity for Font to remind the masses of his power. And if he is going to win, I think he's going to have to win by knockout. I think he's going to do well early. So like Aaron was saying, live betting, if you like the Cheeto side, because I like the Cheeto side, and I think that you'll probably get an even better number on him because I think Font's going to do really well. I just don't think he's going to be able to hold it together in a small cage. You saw it with Garbrandt and Aldo. His wrestling's better, but he'll still be forced into panic shots. The same thing that got him guillotined against Pedro Munoz, right? Like, why would you do that? You, You know, so I don't trust him not to do it here. I think he's going to, you know, get some panic shot off. Or if Marlon Vera does hurt him, then Font's going to shoot. The point is, Vera's going to hurt him, and Font's probably going to shoot himself into a submission. So I put a unit on Vera at plus 115, and I sprinkled um, a little bit, of, a, a quarter unit on sub at one house at plus 600. And then my other house that doesn't offer sub only inside the distance at plus 300, I put .33U on that. Yeah, I uh, I struggle to see what Rob Font can do in this fight. Like, Rob Font can have success in this fight, but I struggle to see what he can do to stop Marlon Vera from implementing Marlon Vera's game plan, which is come forward, pressure, throw hands, throw leg kicks, you know, make it dirty. Uh, And I I think that Font has always struggled with that, Uh, going back to when he's been fighting flyweights like, like John Lineker, although John Lineker's not really a flyweight. I mean, that man's a a thing unto himself. Um, But guys that, that pressure Vera or or that pressure Font uh, eventually get through and it not, isn't necessarily getting through and finishing him, but it's getting through and stopping Vera or stopping Font from throwing the jabs and, and playing the the prettier game and and outpointing guys, so I think Vera can do that. Whether it's through just pressure striking, getting into the clinch, grappling a little bit, I think he has edges in all of those areas. So I, I like Marlon Vera. I think it's probably a decision. Uh, I know that uh, Dan, you may make me reconsider this, but uh, I'm I'm looking at the decision prop. I don't think he gets a finish here, but I think he does get a win that becomes increasingly more impressive as the rounds go through. Lance. Yeah, when I originally saw this out, I, I kind of originally thought font, but like I've been an anti-font guy forever. I've always hated this guy. I felt like he just wasn't very good. I've always felt his power was completely non-existent. Um, and that he just shows well when he gets in the boxing range and people don't, don't pressure him. And that's when everyone starts falling in love with Font. Like he, he's, it's kind of like, almost like Calvin Cater in a way where his boxing looks really smooth in the feet, except Cater's just much better. Like when you watch Font strike at times, you're like, God, this guy's got 
really good hands. He's very, you know, very sound with his boxing. He's very technical. But he doesn't do anything extremely well. And I think when you are a striker without power, which is what I would classify Font is, you find yourself in trouble. And I'm not a huge Tito Vera fan, but, like, I like guys that don't give a fuck. And Tito Vero kind of falls into that category. And I feel like it's going to be pressure. I think he's going to be pressuring him. If this fight does hit the gown, I think, I think Cheeto has an edge there. I think he, if he gets on top of him, I think his ground impounds a lot better. And I don't know. I just feel like Cheeto has more ways to be successful here. And I can't see him just eating a shot from Font. So I think this thing's going to go pretty deep. And I just, I have more faith in, in Cheeto Vera here to make this thing ugly, make it dirty. And Font's getting up there in age. He's, he's 34 now. He's coming off a loss that eliminated him for at least a while, if not ever, from kind of contention. And I feel like when you get to that age and you lose that kind of fight, like, where does the motivation start to come from? If you know, like, hey, I'm as close to getting to this pinnacle, to this title shot, you know, mid-30s now, was that it? Was that the last time he has a chance? Um, in, in a fight he, he probably a lot of people thought he was going to win going into. So I like Chito Vera here. I, I, I don't know about the finish. Um, I'm not – confident one way or the other in, in a finish here. I just think like Cheeto Vera is going to do more. I don't think Font's going to land the shot and thinking plus money is worth a, worth a shot on Cheeto here. Yes, sir. That, that makes yes, Cheeto Vera the oh, five way yeah. consensus bet wow, of he's the fucked. week. I'm loading up on Font. <laughs> that amazing breakdown I just gave was all a lie. <laughs> we're 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 due for a win. We we Dude, started hot at the start of the year and, and we've been ice cold, so it's time to turn it around. Cheeto uh, plus one twenty consensus bet of the week, longest <laughs> episode in MMA analysis history. You're fired. It's I'm all Lance's week. fault. Don't worry. Fuck, fuck that later. guy. Uh, maybe he'll be back next week for a Dubrov fight. Better be. Fight. Uh, you never know. He <laughs> might have to show up. Um, yep. Let's go. Aaron, Dan, we appreciate you guys showing up. Everybody, we appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week for Dubrox in in a real card. Don't and worry, we I'll won't, be hosting. We won't take this long. We love Good luck. You.